Ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. Good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the Other Ground Live. However, this is a special edition. It is our fight companion. Uh, how you doing, Ryan? Uh, you know, not too bad. About to watch some fights. Just got them uh, turned on here. See if we can figure out the uh, the audio. But yeah, once we do, uh, let's go. Right on, right on, right on. How did your day go, sir? Oh, by the way, for if, in case someone doesn't know, I'm Passive J and that's Ryan. You know, not too bad. Tried to catch a nap before this because I have to be up at like 4 a.m. for some work shit. So oh. it's going to be an interesting night on like two or three hours of sleep. 4 a.m. on a Sunday for work? Man, they, uh, <laughs> they're slave drivers. Not really. Quarterly technical version. Basically, I just have to sign off on some stuff and go back to bed. Oh, <laughs> so I guess, I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, while we're waiting for the fights to start, we might as well do our normal check-in. I feel horrible. <laughs> The fuck's wrong with you now? Uh, it's my stomach, and I did it to myself, or my, or technically my wife did it to me, or I possibly did it to myself. But overall, I ate really clean today, almost nothing but rice and hamburger. Um, unfortunately, I was in a session with my voiceover coach while dinner is being made, so my wife made the hamburgers, and unbeknownst to me, she put onion powder on the hamburgers and then cooked them in onions. Uh, I should have known from smelling the onions, but I figured I wouldn't eat any, uh, so it wouldn't be a big deal. So either the onion juices or the uh, garlic powder that she put on the uh, burgers uh, were not IBS friendly. <laughs> or, on the other hand, I had a pickle, which I thought was perfectly fine, because I thought I'd read on the diet thing that pickles are fine. Turns out, pickled gherkins are fine. Any other type of pickled vegetable is bad, including normal pickles. So it is either a pickle or onion power that slayed me. You know how fucking embarrassing that is? <laughs> or it's all in your head. No, no, definitely not. I wish. Uh, I go from having, not to get too gross, I, I go from having normal bowel movements to going to diarrhea right after I eat something wrong right away. So something is up. <laughs> but I'm going to have a camera stuck up on my butt on Monday, so that's all good. We, this is not what we want to talk about. My workout was fucking awesome today, Ryan. Good. Did you finish everything? Yes, I did. Every single thing. Uh, dumbbell flies were, were different for me. Uh and, uh, but I got them, I watched a couple of videos to make sure I had correct form and that, so they weren't a big deal. I liked them, uh, dumb, dumbbell, uh, curls. Uh, I obviously I'm semi familiar with, although myself, I'd always used a barbell and just did, you know, both arms at the same time. So I did notice that the dumbbells stress different areas. And if I didn't keep my arm locked in the exact right position, it made my, uh, like my forearm hurt near the elbow. But I know, I know that's not uh, anything wrong with me. That's just a form thing. Yeah, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. Right, no. The one thing I did notice that kind of concerned me when I was doing the dumbbell curls, my left wrist would pop as I rotated it from you know one side to the other because yeah, you start with it like at your side uh, facing one way and then rotate it to, uh, up to horizontal So when it's put, uh, in front of you. Uh, my left wrist popped a whole bunch. By the end of the last set, it wasn't doing it anymore. So I don't know if it was just something that needed to get worked out of it or if I'm going to have a problem there at some point. Well, so the question is, is, did it hurt while it was popping? No, no, it did not. So then don't worry about it. Right. The only reason I worry about that is because I had a similar issue. I think I mentioned it before with my sh shoulder joint popping in and out. Um, 
And we solved that problem by me not doing that anymore. It was basically like, like a Muppet show diagnostic. Uh, it hurts when I do this, Doc. Well, don't do that. Then they tried to send me the physical therapy and showed me some things. And I realized the only time it bothered me was when I, sh- was when I showed people how I can make this popping sound from my shoulder. And it didn't hurt. But then like a, uh, like a half hour later, uh, you know, my shoulder would start hurting. And I was too stupid to make the connection. Uh, it turns out it was basically just tendonitis in that shoulder from it popping back and forth. And the solution that, that has made the pain go away completely is just stop fucking doing that. <laughs> Imagine that. I know. Imagine that. I, and I'm still getting that burning sensation sensation in like my lower part of my shoulder. Uh, and it, it's worse today. I can't move. I, uh, I can't put my arms directly over my head, but it did not impede any of my workouts. So I did not use that as an excuse. That makes no fucking sense. I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Well, um, they said I looked it up and they, uh, the most common explanation would be bursitis. How in the hell do you always have something wrong with you? I don't know. It's it's a gift, you know. God bless me. <laughs> yeah, but, if you want to say that's what blessed means. <laughs> but like I said, it didn't it did not uh, hurt doing any of the motions that I was doing. Uh, I it was ironic because uh, I was thinking, man, I'm glad he doesn't have me doing overhead press now because I couldn't fucking do that. I can't even do. I wasn't even able to do some of my yoga stretches where you put your uh, arms uh, over your head and then try to lean backwards. Uh, I, I couldn't put the, get that arm up. It fucking hurt too much. <clears throat> After but, you were just complaining that we didn't have overhead press. I know. Exactly. Your... Exactly. It's a good thing we didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do them today. Uh, but luckily, as I mentioned, all the lifts today didn't really use that muscle or something. So I had zero problems. So I think the, uh, the moral to the story there is you're actually going to move to week two. After. Yes two weeks of week yeah, one yeah 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 but that's i'm uh, i haven't even looked at uh week two yet because i didn't want to get too ahead of myself so hopefully it's not too much different than week one because i actually pretty much enjoyed this week of working out yeah there's not much different um i think on the first chest day i have you doing a spoto press so i don't think you've probably ever done that before so definitely ah. look that up okay um, but i think everything else is pretty pretty standard Awesome. Well, I, I assume after two or three weeks, I won't need to do this anymore. I will be big and buff and I could just ride it out for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, absolutely. And after three <laughs> weeks of lifting, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'll be lucky if I see a difference in three weeks of lifting, be honest. Well, yeah, you shouldn't even compare like any sort of program or anything you do. You should at least get six to eight weeks in before you even notice anything and that you wouldn't even really notice anything visually. You'll just notice that you're feeling stronger. Right. <clears throat> right. In other bad news, my trusty Rode podcaster, the microphone that I've been podcasting with for 13 years, died today, and I have no clue why. <laughs> Literally, I tested it for a Skype call with my uh, voice coach yesterday. Um, worked fine, but then when I went to go call him today, it didn't work. I didn't change any settings or anything like that. The power light on it's on, it just doesn't work. So luckily for us, we had this bike, my backup microphone to use. Otherwise, I'd be doing this podcast through my webcams microphone, which I imagine couldn't be a good thing. So I apologize, guys, if the sound is a little bit different than it normally is. I do want to uh, pick up a better microphone than this one at some point. But you know how it is. You, uh, you have to work with what you got. So did you try, you know, unplugging it and plugging it back in? Both the microphone and the computer. Uh, right now, I'm right up as close to uh, this microphone as I normally am for my other one. So I'm hoping that it's not much of a difference. Yeah, you can tell a little bit of a difference. But I mean, regardless, at some point after 13 years, you probably should have got a better microphone anyway. 
Right, right. It's just, well, it's just a hard to find one where you like, because as you've mentioned before, you've got a preamp in yours. Uh, so basically any microphone that I buy that's n not a USB mic is going to need an extra $100 of equipment to, to even use it. Or I assume something like that. I haven't looked at preamps or anything like that, really. Well, I mean, you... So as like a side job of yours, you say that you do voiceovers, like at some point you should probably invest in yourself and get a good microphone, a good interface, like the things that you should have done before even accepting a job for money. I don't know. Well, most people have told me that my, vo uh, vo excuse me, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> that my vocal sounded just fine on that microphone. Uh, I've had a lot of people be impressed by the quality of it and ask me questions about it after I did something for them. So for like the podcasting I was doing and the voiceovers I was recording, no one ever said they had an issue with it. So I, I never really worried about it. I've always thought that I'd found a loophole in the, you have to buy expensive equipment to have a good sound thing. Yeah, you didn't. So like even hearing your stuff, like I could tell that you weren't using like a solid microphone. Right. Right. I, I guess it, for what it is, it's a good microphone, but I understand what you're saying. Does this one sound worse? I assume, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah. And this one's a, a Marshall, uh, USB microphone. So it's not like it's a bad, uh, brand or anything like that, but yeah, if this one doesn't sound as good as my road podcaster, I definitely need to buy something else. So thinking about it, uh, let's see. So I might just fucking send you next week. I have to wait until I have to run some other errands anyway, but I could just send you my old microphone and preamp. Hmm. Interesting. One second. I got to take, I'm getting coffee. I got to get drink water. Um, well, I would appreciate that, but I feel bad about taking stuff from people. Um, what kind of microphone and preamp? It would be a Rode NT1A and a Focusrite Scarlett, I think 2i2. Okay. And you think, and those would both sound better than this one, you think? They'll sound roughly 47,000% better. Okay. And actually I'm kind of interested in this because even if I decide to upgrade the microphone, obviously your preamp would work for any, uh, microphone, correct? <coughs> well, yeah, it's going to work for any condenser that you buy. Cause obviously that's really what that preamps for is for generally ones that are going to need phantom power. You can use it obviously as a preamp for a dynamic microphone. Um, that particular preamp, uh, the only thing it won't work for is a dynamic microphone that just takes a ton of fucking power. Uh, like one of the reasons I switched is it doesn't quite kick out enough for the sure SM seven B. Hmm. But right. like anything up till that point, you're going to be just fine. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So I'll do some research and stuff like that. I, I guess you're right. You know, I, I hate making large purchases like that. Cause if nothing else, it's my wife's money too. And I feel bad. Yeah. And she'll tell me, Oh, if you need it, you need it. But I still feel bad about whenever I spend a large sum of money solely on me. Well, and like I said here, like <coughs> if you feel bad and you want to kick me some money for it, feel free. I don't care. But like, yeah, we can send it to you. It's a uh, God, how much, I have to see even how much that microphone runs these days, but I'll do that while we uh, look into things. Did you see that? Uh, God, what's his name? Fred Willard died. Oh yeah. That bummed me out. I mean, I wasn't exactly a huge Fred Willard fan, but everything I saw him in, he was funny and he definitely had uh, a persona going. What was his persona to you? I don't know. Um, 
slightly befuddled, befuddled, uh, friendly guy. He always seemed, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I like the guy quite a bit. I, he's been in so many memorable roles. Uh, not none that I can think of at the moment. But he he was just such a a, a part of the background of of Hollywood, uh, so to speak. Yeah, it, it's funny. I heard he died, and I looked at him, and I can see the guy. I can't remember anything he actually did. Yeah, yeah. I know he was in that uh, dog show movie a while back, a couple few years ago. Um, and other than that, no, it's God, it, it's embarrassing to, that I know so little about the guy, considering I thought he was a. Well, let's go. Let's go ahead and look it up, right? Yeah, go ahead and pull up his IMDb since you need to get good at Googling anyway because you have to Google half of these spiders because you've never heard of anyone. <laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice. Okay, let me see. Do, 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 do. Oh, they already got a member. Do, do. He was, last thing he was doing is he was in Space Force, which is like a uh, parody of the thing that Donald Trump's going. That, has, that hasn't been released yet. Um, Modern Family, he was on there quite a bit. Uh, do, do, do. Just, let's see if we can find his big roles. He's been working pretty constantly, actually. Um, America, he was in Fifty Shades of Black. <laughs> uh, oh God, that, yeah, that's where I remember Dragon Off, Anchorman. <laughs> I saw him in that. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just just a whole bunch of stuff uh, that I really never watched. <laughs> I don't know why I like this guy. Apparently, I've never seen any of his shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, of that's course, why I said. I couldn't say that I liked him or not. I just knew that he died and like I had heard the name. Okay. You know what? I need to uh, roll this back a little bit farther because I'm still looking at like the 2010s and stuff like that. I'm trying to find out what like his big movies were. Whether I should probably, God damn, we roll down to the start. That's probably the way to do this. Oh, there we go. Do, 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 do. He was in Liver and Shirley for two episodes. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, do, do, do. America Tonight. I don't know what that was. Flatbed Annie and Sweetie Pie. Uh, I don't even want to know what that is. Uh, shit, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. He was like, like a he. He was probably more famous for being the guest on other people's shows than anything he's done. Because I keep on seeing all these big TV sh shows that are rolling by that he's been in one or two or four episodes of. Um, so apparently, that was his go-to was uh, doing fucking guest shots. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I had no clue. It's weird. Like, you know a name like that, and you don't know anything the motherfucker's done. And even when you look back through, you don't know much past, like, one or two things. Right, right, exactly. It's like, apparently, this guy was famous for being famous. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I can find for him. Yeah, seriously, yeah. I don't see any, like, big, big TV roles or TV series or anything like that. I mean, like, he was on Everyone Loves Raymond for, like, 14 episodes. Uh, so, that, I, but that's a shtick, so good for him, you know? Well, R.I.P. Fred Willard. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see. Well, since we're still waiting for the fights to go on, I did pick up one or two uh, topics. Did you see a couple of NFL uh, players are in trouble for robbing a party? Yeah, I don't even. I don't think it was actually a a party. So Pat McAfee had a really good take on this because he had been involved in a lot of the same type of games. It actually sounds more like, and he actually knew the area, so we probably have to wait until more comes out on this. But it sounds more like. It was a situation where they said those two had lost like 70 grand a few days before. Mm -hmm. And these are like really high dollar, ridiculous gambling. Mm -hmm. so what may have actually happened there is they were there a few days ago. They lost 70 grand. This time they came in and now they were winning. 
And apparently the hands in this shit, I don't know what the actual game they, they're playing is called. It's not like a traditional, like hold them or anything like that. But apparently some of those pots can get up to like, you know, like three, $400,000. Oof. So the way McAfee was thinking is like, this may be a situation where they ended up getting into one of these pots that was ridiculously high. They win. The people there didn't have the money to pay. Oh, so right. these guys are like, okay, well then give me your fucking watches. They said no, and then they pulled a gun and said, no, we're taking your fucking watches. Ah, okay. That makes a little more sense. I mean, that's still one of the dumbest things you could fucking do. You're going to ruin your career and possibly go to jail for, you know, uh, in the grand scheme of thing, minor money. I mean, they drove away in Lamborghinis and Mercedes and shit. So any, neither of them should be stealing because they think they need to. Uh, I, but I think that your scenario sounds, uh, quite a bit more believable uh in the heat of the moment where with them feeling like they were getting ripped off after probably feeling like they got ripped off losing a couple days ago they probably just went fucking ballistic and didn't even think about the fact that what they were doing to their life in this situation well and i think like in that situation they're probably not even thinking of it that way they're like well you owe me the fucking money give me something worth the money and we're good Mm -hmm. like you're not thinking of oh i'm technically robbing this person it's no, I'm collecting the debt that's owed to me. Right, right. But once you pull a gun on it, uh, then then all, all of a sudden the uh, tides, you know, the scales shift at that point. Once you pull a gun, you're not collecting the money that they owe you. You're robbing them. Well, I mean, at that point, like, what else are you going to do, right? Like, you can't call the cops and be like, yeah, this guy's not paying me for this, you know, underground illegal card game we're playing. Right, right. Yeah. So I assume that's what they thought was the only course of action, both for the money and the their perceived pride and public image. Because I'm sure they don't want to get around. Gamblers like that don't want to get around that you can just not pay them. Well, right, and like so, I'm sure it'll come out what actually happened there. I think it's probably about a fifty fifty chance this thing like truly goes to a trial and they get convicted of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, one, because they're rich, which means the rich don't actually abide by laws. But two, it was probably more of a misunderstanding than a robbery. Or it could be completely wrong, and they just fucking robbed some people. Right, right. Although, now that you've explained what you think is the circumstances, that seems like the least likely of the uh, uh, chance of that be the case. Right. When you're, when you're playing in the NFL and you're making millions of dollars and you're out gambling, like... It's highly unlikely that you're going to rob everybody in the room when you have another check for, you know, $250,000, $300,000 coming in a couple weeks. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Okay, well, they're still, uh, looks like they're starting to warm up for the fights here. We, they haven't got the first one yet, but it looks like they're previewing the people for it. Uh, so, it'll be, I, what, they'll probably start at 6.30, what do you think? Uh, yeah, probably somewhere in there. I have no fucking clue. I'm just glad that the main card starts at 9 as opposed to 10. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, and that hour can make a big difference, <laughs> especially so, when I fucking wake up at retarded o'clock. Yeah, Sunday no morning. Ki- yeah, no kidding. It's funny. Uh, I was, as I mentioned a couple times earlier today, I was speaking with my voiceover coach, and uh, he, uh, uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. I have no, I have no clue what I was going to say about my voiceover coach. <laughs> Although, well, by the way, he is a voiceover coach anyway. It, like they're like, hey, talk better. Um. 
he is almost more of a life coach than just a voiceover coach. He's a pretty amazing guy. Uh, I think we're going to have him on the show at some point because he's also a writer, a director, a producer, voiceover artist, and a voiceover coach. Uh, so he's an interesting guy. He, he uh, a lot of his classes are he'll do online. That's you know, one of his main things is a voiceover coach. Um, I uh, can't really get into details of what we talk about because um, a lot of it's a lot of it's not voiceover at all. Like he he starts out asking me about myself and how my cancer was and things like that. Uh, but he is considered one of the best, if not possibly the best, voiceover coach on the planet. And his prices are fairly reasonable. Uh, if you want, if anyone ever wants to take classes, I'm surprised. Uh, but I, I'd like to get him on the show at some point. Yeah, get him on the show, and he can talk about how absolutely wonderful my voice is. There you go. He probably will. <laughs> Although he, he didn't concede call- to the fact that I should actually be coaching him. <laughs> and then we'll have a group hug in the showers tonight. There you go. Uh, strangely enough, he never said I had a good voice. He said I had an interesting voice. I, I assume that means the same thing, but I, I always caught that, he, that he didn't say I had a good voice. I'm like, okay, well, the guy's int- the guy is obviously honest. Uh, and I've been talking with him for several years. I've never taken any of his formal classes because I couldn't afford it. But he's given me basically uh, free classes every three months or so, just checking in on me. Uh, he was very moved by my story of the last couple of years, uh, starting with my parents dying and, and ending with the cancer thing. Uh, and I, so I think that's why he's throwing me free lessons to be honest with you. <laughs> like everything else in your life, your prior maladies get you free things in the future. Yeah. I work. I mean, you know, you gotta get something out of it, right? If I'm going to be a wreck physically, I might as well at least enjoy the pity that I get. <laughs> You're like a low budget, but continual make a wish kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but I just haven't had Daniel Tosh show up yet. <laughs> and luckily, like your, you know, terminal illness is a very slow moving one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It might take another 60 or 70 years to kill me. But eventually, and that's when you'll get the really cool thing. Right. You get some awesome free thing and then you're gone the next day. Yeah, of course, that's the be way it is. Speaking of free things, uh, we're going to extend the uh, uh contest for our theme song about another week uh i think next sunday is a good time to cut it off we've had quite a few entries but i know of at least one or two other people that are still working on it but just haven't had time um and speaking about that sort of thing uh oh yeah this is what i want to tell you my voiceover coach uh, wants us to change the name of our uh show once again <laughs> he uh he think he would prefer if we use something like uh actually what, what he suggested was speakeasy with big bird and the bouncer interesting yeah uh, um yes he's good at stuff he, it's funny he's given me advice that has nothing to do with voiceover stuff lots of times that's why i think he's kind of like a life coach like when i was speaking with him uh we, when he'd ask me questions i would say well honestly i and he go hold, hold up a second he goes you would probably be better off using the word frankly uh because when you say it uh, well honestly speaking that means you thought about lying <laughs> Um, he goes, he goes, and that doesn't get a, give a good mental image to people. Uh, if you say, frankly, then it's, you're, it's the same effect without the doubt of whether or not you were going to lie. That's an interesting idea. Right. I mean, uh, logically, if you, well, if you follow logic blindly, yes, that makes entire sense that anytime you say, honestly, it means you're thinking about not being honest, but. Right. Is that right. really a thing or is that just a crutch the same way that people say, uh, or, um, uh, yeah, exactly. Probably. Uh, oh, Hey, uh, did you, sir, how you doing boss? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, listen. Uh, I'm, I'm halfway uh, halfway through a, a bottle of wine, so I'm a little buzzed. But hey, listen. I don't think you guys should change the name at this point. It's starting to catch on, right? Like in the, in the Podbean community. You don't think changing the name is going to fuck people up? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I, I have been thinking about that. The only reason that we were going to change the name is because if we get super duper popular, it might give us issues with the the website that we got the name from. Um, but I'm kind of thinking that that won't happen. And if it does, it'd be at the po- point where we are popular enough to uh, change a name without losing many followers. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I'm fine with keeping it the same because, you know, I record I recorded my own awesome intro to this. Right, right. And I, I don't want to just have to delete it. Well, I am. Well, you might delete it anyways, just because I would not feel right holding the contest and then not changing the name and not giving out prizes. So regardless, if we do keep the name, I am going to pick out a new uh, uh, theme song for us because um, only one of them has of all the entries. Only one of them has any lyrics anyways. Uh, so I, we could, they're still usable. So but uh, unfortunately, it was Sly's. <laughs> He put it. He put in a great effort. It sounded awesome, but it does mention our names in it. You know, Big Bird and the Bouncer. Actually, you mentioned our names in it. I, I showed you that one. Uh, but yeah, maybe we'll keep it. Uh, I, there, there's a general trend going around saying that'd be a better idea. And if we and if we have to, if Kirk sues us, he, he sues us. I guess. Yeah, he can sue my balls. He's always gonna take fucking a, a Japanese P base. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I'm giving. That's what I'm giving away. I'm not sure if anyone actually wants it, but that was that we during having the conversation. We I just got in the new base, so the idea was, hey, let's have a contest and give away the old one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying abandon the the contest or anything like that. Obviously, no. still do that. Still, yep. mm-hmm. we still do the prizes. But yeah, we can absolutely keep the same name. Fuck it, we're becoming you know pod bean celebrities and all. Right, not right. As much and, as some of the people in chat apparently. Yeah, These apparently you guys are, are taking right. Podbean by storm. Like it's going to double <laughs> yeah. in value because of the OG. It's kind of fun, man. Some of these people are crazy. You know, it's just fun to listen to and and then fuck around in the chat. I see dots all over the place, and it's uh, it's pretty funny. Forrest is yeah. over there trolling. Yeah, I think it's funny as hell that after the OG army is done listening to us, they go on the attack and start looking for people to fuck with. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, oh, shit, the fight started, have they? Yeah. Oh, wow, look at this. Yeah. Uh, two guys I've never heard of. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you guys go. Have fun, huh? All right, thanks for coming, right. Juicer. Thanks, Juicer. All right, later. All righty, let me uh, rotate the seat here. So you guys aren't going to be able to hear me as good when I'm watching, watching the fights, but it is what it is. Yeah, All we right. Can still, we can still hear you. Just speak up. Yep, yep. Okay, you know what? Let me go, go ahead and kick this over to the... Uh, I'm going to go check our... Uh, other ground fre- thread for the picks and bring that up so we'll know who's doing who. <laughs> uh, didn't a bunch of us take Maze, I think? Yeah, yeah no, I think so. Tenor took Maze. All right. Let me find it. Uh, do, 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 do. Wow. Oh, back page for that. Shit. <laughs> if nothing else, the other ground thread on, on the other ground is kicking. It took me two or three pages to get back to it. Nice. Shit, still not. Look at us carrying the OG. Yes, yes, indeed. It's either us or politics, and politics are fucking boring. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Jesus, I mean, I understand people want to talk about politics and sway people to their way they think, but come on, man. It's just boring as fuck. (laughs) 
Damn, where did I? I know I posted the pics on the on the thread. I'm not. I'm having trouble finding them now. Maybe I didn't go back far enough. All right, let's see. Oh, I guess Wednesday was two days ago or three. There it is. And let's see. Um, I picked Rod. Uh, Tenor picked Maze. Uh, you picked Rod, and Uncle Canada picked Maze. So it's me and. Uh, and uh, uh, and you, we're the only ones that picked uh, Rod. God damn, I should have picked Maze. <laughs> you it's never not know. necessarily that he's winning the fight any or anything, but like this Nascimento guy, he's looking a little, he's a little uh, blubbery. Got oh, some bitch that... tits going on. See, I didn't even see which one was which because I since I'm not familiar with him. So, uh, uh, so uh, Nascimento is uh, the Nascimento guy in the black... is the one in the black shorts. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm assuming his first name is Rodrigo or something like that, which is why, uh, which is why I put Rod down. Uh, because that's what you're thinking about is the Rod. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm hoping the uh, some of the other OG crew uh, shows up at some point. Uh, I mean, it's always fun talking with them. Uh, but in the meantime, I think we'll make the best of it. So how did your day go? What did you do all day? Um, you know what? Not a ton. Had a uh, grocery delivery that I need to be here for. So did that. Other than that, just kind of sat back out on the uh, the deck with the dogs, let them run around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hit damn near 80 today. So I think we may be finally turning the corner on this bullshit winter. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it was uh, somewhere in the 70s today. Uh, I'm still wearing a sweater because I'm inside. <laughs> and my house is super duper well insulated. Um but yeah, I'm reaching a point where I feel like I might take have take it off. Maybe I'll take off both shirts and just go shirtless for this podcast. Oh snap! Not now. Some of the people in the chat are going to want you to go video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think a video podcast with us would actually improve the quality all that much. To be honest with you, I mean, if you if you wanted to go to video, we could do that. But I don't see the point really. No, I'm I'm completely good on that. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, guys. You do not want to see me shirtless. <laughs> I, I, really, a... I mean, video would just distract things. Number one, I am a pretty motherfucker. And number <laughs> two, you guys would get distracted when I play with my nipples during the podcast. Oh, shit. I never knew that. See, learn something new every day. <laughs> do you give them pinches like uh, GSP used to? No, I'm more I'm more of a fan of, of the circular rubbing with, with one slightly... Slightly wet finger. <laughs> Wait, give me half a second. I'm going to take off my headphones for a second. Take off the sweater. Oh, it's too hot. Who the fuck? Who the fuck wears ah, a sweater in a May? Bitch. Fuck, that hurts. Fuck, fuck, fuck. God, doing that again. Oh, fuck me. God. Oh, I, I forgot I had to raise my arm over my head. Fuck, that hurt, dude. <laughs> so your official fight companion <laughs> record is now zero and two. Zero and two. Sorry, little dog. And then I just hurt my dog trying to get her up. <laughs> she wanted my lap, and I pretty much picked her up the wrong way. I'm not doing good at all. How you doing, Strike? I'm good. This shoulder, this shoulder yeah. thing is is good for some laughs. Oh, dude, that fucking hurts so bad. <laughs> if if the show gets slow, just raise your hand above your head and oh, cry out in pain. And oh man. At least, yeah. at least one of us out here will be enjoying it because it's. <laughs> well, well, I'm happy it makes a good radio. Didn't didn't Grad? He loved it yesterday when he started yelping out there. So, <laughs> so 
Hey, I was just curious. Are you guys going from like right from the prelims all the way to the to the end of the main event? Obviously. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I'm gonna. Well, hopefully I'll get in on the chat or on the. I'll grab a line later when the main event starts. I got a couple of things to do, but I just. Uh, yeah, I know it gets it'll probably get a little crowded on the lines, but I'll do my best to get in there later. You guys sounded like you were having a lot of fun last week or yeah, last Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, they're doing yeah. them every week now, apparently. Oh wow! Well, did you guys hear the uh, the fights open up in? Uh, sorry, the soccer opened up in Germany today. So I think yeah, I heard it, something about that, but I didn't read the details. I wonder how they're going to work that. Are they doing they, the empty stadium, or what are they doing? Yeah, empty stadium. Um, pre, it was kind of odd. Pre-game, I just saw this actually on sports, uh, like whatever our sports channel is here, but. Pre-game, they were all in masks and like on the bench, they're all seated like probably four or five feet away from each other. And then during the game, though, it's just business as usual. Guys are, yeah, I mean, guys were physical and not that I'm a soccer guy by any means, but it just was interesting that they take all these precautions, you know, on the sidelines. And then just like the UFC, you know, once once the fight's on, it's, it's just uh, business as usual. Right, right, right. Because obviously they can't do the fights with the masks on the fighters. That's I have a trouble, hard time breathing just walking around with one on. Yeah, no, it looked good. I mean, it was sorry. Go so, so, so speaking of the fucking uh, masks, did you hear the story? I, I think it was somewhere down south where it absolutely makes sense. There was a woman that walked into a convenience store with a giant fucking hole in her mask. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. She said yeah. she said it was hard to breathe, right? So she cut a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> so the cash, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? The lady's like, oh, yeah, it was hard to breathe. So I just I, I fixed it. <laughs> uh, you can't write that shit. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, it's been a mix around here. I told you guys the story yesterday when I went to go pick up my prescription, didn't I? I didn't hear. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, I well, I get out of the emergency room and I take my prescription to a Walgreens drugstore. Um, run up to the uh, um, pharmacy part, give them my prescription. They said it'll be out fifteen or twenty minutes. So I did a little light shopping. Uh, tried to find uh, uh, mostly just like popcorn because it turns out popcorn is something I can eat. So I got a couple bags of that and move up to the cashier. And they have the, of course the spots every six feet back from the where the cashier is for people to line up. Uh, there's one person that had to be at the, uh, at the counter, uh, a young gentleman, uh, taller, almost as tall as me. He had to be about six, four or so I'd say maybe six, five, uh, all in black, no mask. Despite the fact it's the law, it's supposedly the law. Now, um, the, the cashier still rang him up and never said a word to him. But when I walked up to, to ring myself up, the first thing she said to me was, thank you for wearing a mask. I'm like, Oh, well, I, I that's no problem. You know? I go out, you, you, you can't trust you, these young kids today. They don't really realize what they're doing. And, and she said, well, you'd be surprised. I have a 70 year old preacher that comes in here and, uh, and he refuses to wear his mask. And the only thing he'll say when we ask him why is I'm doing God's work. And she was like, well, yeah, but, uh, you do know that the, the COVID virus is very, uh, uh, contagious and people are required to wear masks. And his answer was the same. Yeah, but I'm doing God's work. So, so I'm here having this conversation with this lady. I'm like, man, people are fucking stupid. I go, if nothing else, it's basic politeness. Even if you don't, even if you don't think the masks are effective, put one on just because it makes other people comfortable. So I finished. So me and the cashier finished shit talking. People don't use masks. Uh, I turn around. So I start to leave. I turn around because there's something else I wanted to say to her. And the next person in line is not wearing a mask. <laughs> Heard the entire are conversation. You, are you guys 
is it mandated that you guys like is it law right now that you guys wear masks in public or in it, it varies from state to state but yes in michigan you are re- supposedly required to wear a mask when you go into a store wow yeah that's yeah. it's not like that here at all like social distancing for sure and um you know respecting people's space and whatnot and right. but no yeah. there's no there's no mask requirement if you are out in public or in a store yeah, here yeah. I think it's just by store. Like if a, if a store says like, "Hey, you have to wear a mask," you have to wear a mask. But yeah, there's no like government enforced mandate. I'm pretty sure there is with us. Uh, the governor's been pretty uh, proactive about this entire virus thing. Uh, let me look it up. By the way, you you missed the the end of the fight there, Jay. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I saw in the chat box that they're asking us <laughs> if we're even watching a fight. Oh, <laughs> flabby tits got the win! Wow. Uh oh! So, so our pick one then, actually. Yeah, one and zero oh for the night. Well, technically, you're one and one. You did lose the fight to the sweater. <laughs> Fuck that, dude! I, I'm not gonna kid you, dude. That fucking hurt so goddamn bad. And yes, uh, it looks like Michigan now requires face cover- coverings in public enclosed spaces. Uh, wow. That was an executive order from the governor. Uh, yesterday, what is it? Friday was yesterday, right? We our our public health minister came out in NBC. They're actually opening up our gyms in on Monday or Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, actually Tuesday morning. So. Uh, and we have someone asking what the penalties are. I'm not sure. Uh, I assume a, a fine It's probably like a civil infraction as opposed to a misdemeanor or obviously not a, a felony. I would have to look up into it. Let's see. Well, let's find out. Uh, <laughs> Isn't living in Michigan penalty enough? <laughs> Chicken mass requirement penalty. All the thing about Google is it pretty much knows that you're what you're gonna ask it. Oh, um, there is no penalty. However, not wearing a mask in a food food selling establishment or a pharmacy, according to the, or another or executive. Okay, basically, it's a misdemeanor. They said. Let's see, and I'll see if it's going to give me fines about it. Michigan, da, da, da. I'm reading the entire article really, really fast. Your voiceover coach would be having a fucking heart attack right now. I, I know. Your inability I, to read. I, okay, well, it's a, it's a long article, so I'm just trying to find get the penalties for it. Okay, there you go. There, this includes food selling establishment and pharmacy employers who do not provide masks. Uh, the penalty would be $500 fine or 90 days in jail. Holy shit. God damn. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if anyone's actually been arrested or or charged with it, but uh, yeah, they can do it if they want to, and, and that makes me feel weird about uh, where where we are as a society today. I realize all these health issues, health uh, related laws are helpful to keep people alive, but I didn't think I lived in a country where they could force you to do that. Don't get me wrong. I, mean- I I'd be surprised if they enforce those after the fact, like right now, I think they're, they're promoting the public safety and, and that aspect of it all. But mm-hmm. in order to do that, they have to have sort of a, like an enforcement order. Like you'd have to have some way to enforce it, but I'd be very surprised if down the road, um, if they, if they chose to prosecute any of those. Right, exactly. They're try- they're trying to use it as a deterrent as opposed to a punishment. Right, like just ha- to have some sort of leverage in order to make these people conform. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is, and I'll just be glad when all this shit's over. Um, 
mid uh, end of May is where most of the things will get back to normal for my state. Although I've been hearing rumors that they won't actually let the restaurants open until June 15th, which would include me since technically the country club's a restaurant. And, uh, right. But what are you going to do? I, I, I'm certainly not going to go down to the Capitol and protest with guns because of it. I mean, there's, there's better ways to protest something. Absolutely. Well, that seems to be well, how Michigan does things, though. You guys still have know? fucking armed beard necks in the Capitol. Oh, did you see the latest thing? There's this barber uh, who I want to say in mid-Michigan or someplace like that that refused to uh, stop uh, shut down his business. So they apparently they arrested him and you know gave him a fine because he's a business owner as opposed to like a person. He immediately went back to his uh, barbershop and opened it, opened it back up. And so the Michigan militia has taken to standing around the place with their weapons, saying that they're not going to let anybody take him and arrest him. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a good way for all of them to end up dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, their bluff has worked so far, from what I understand. They, they have not come back to arrest him again, uh, but which I think is probably a good idea. But on the other hand, it proves that if you don't like a law, all you have to do is get a whole bunch of your, of your buddies around with guns. And guess what? They don't have to enforce that law. That, to me... I, to me, the police not doing something about that is a really bad mistake. The kind of precedent that that gives people is wrong. You shouldn't be able to break the law just because you have a whole bunch of buddies with guns. I think it's, yeah, it's a resource is- issue though as well, right? Like if, how do you, I, I know that they've relined police departments and, and like guys that are typically in offices have been redeployed to the street just for respite and uh, just to, I don't know, bolster like the numbers on the street. So the reality is though, how, how would you go about doing that? If that became the norm, if people started doing that, you just simply wouldn't have enough police and you're just creating an even bigger issue. If you try to enforce all that all the time, right. right. There's no, there's no, like there's no playbook on this. This is completely brand new. They're, they're sort of learning on the fly. That's my take on it. Yeah, yes. It's, I mean, as I've mentioned a whole bunch of times, I am glad I'm not in charge of this shit because it's a complex problem. It's it's no different, I think, from like healthcare. You know, they. I think after after this is all said and done, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion about whether or not we overreacted or underreacted, and um. But you know, I, I just hope that all of these strategies that they've implemented are you know are truly to protect people and, and their health. And, and there's not some other, you know, underlying motive that we're not aware of. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I hate, I'd hate for that to be true, but I understand why people can think that, you know, it's, this is such a weird situation we find ourselves in that it, it's, I can see why some people would think it's plausible that it's a manufactured situation just because, just because this is nothing that's ever happened before. Well, yes, there's been plagues back in like the 1800s and stuff, but in modern history, this is a first. Hey, Sly, how you doing, boss? Hi, guys. How's it going? What's up, Sly? How are you doing, Stray? I'm good, buddy. Good to hear your voice. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we hear you. All right. Hey, about this uh, fire. Oh. Yeah. 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 Cut off for a second, but I heard you say about this barber. What were you going to say? You do an okay, Sly? He changed his mind. Yeah, we'll let him hang out for a while. Uh, did no. you guys just see that? I don't know if uh, anyone else is He's actually watching. Hey, there we go. Can you hear me now? 
Yes, we can, sir. Yes. God, I got terrible, terrible technology here. I'm, I'm sorry for the interruption. You're okay, boss. Okay, uh, anyway, uh, just FYI about this uh, this barb. Remember, I brought the Michigan militia up a couple weeks ago. I accused you of being a member of it. Just joking. <laughs> you know, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we um, spoke about it. How scary they so, can be. Those guys are uh, they're legit. You know, they're they're run just like a freaking terrorist organization from the Middle East. And everything they they just uh, they they're really choosy of their battles though. So, yeah, no harm most of the time. But anyway, about this, um, I'm not really you know fanatic in any direction. I'm like a centrist. I've, I've learned you know over time that I come from the land of fanatics, so I, I I'm not like that. So I usually don't pick sides. Uh, and this one, with everything that I know, I'm on the barber side. Yeah, I tend to be it, too. You know? um, what got what swung me over to his side was when he said that they denied his unemployment. I'm like, well, dude, you can't make the guy close his shop and then deny his unemployment. That's not right. How yeah. the guy's got to eat, you know. So I, and, I think oh. there should be a case where if your unemployment is uh, is denied, you should be able to go back to work. You know, he bought personal, he bought equipment to keep people safe. He did social distancing, you know, every six feet in his shop. He only allowed a few people in. He did, he did a queue there. Uh, he, he really tried to do everything right. And yeah, they, how is he any different than, let's say, a party store where I just, I just went in and bought alcohol about 20, 25 minutes ago at the party store down the street? You know, th this guy's just cutting hair. So, basically, who gets to decide? Yeah, well, it's, and at it's... what level do you do it, right? So, like, there's yeah. the entire idea that, like, if nothing else, at least the way I would see this if I was in some, you know, level of leadership here, is I would like to see, like, a waiver program where you have, like, this guy, right? He wants to open back up. Okay. You go ahead and submit a waiver. You prove out like your plan for like the social distancing part, or like you know masks or whatever the fuck you're going to do. Have somebody review it. Have them approve it or deny it. If you're approved, have it to where somebody can you know drop in at any point, just making sure that you're following your own plan. But other than that, fucking open back up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been long enough. That Michigan militia, they're kind of anti-government. They seem to only stick their nose into things when they think the government overreaches what they, what they should. So basically, the governor is trying to pick the winners and losers in, their, in some people's opinion. Uh, what I thought was funny was the guy basically said, I got, I'm 77 years old. I got one foot in the grave and the other foot on a banana peel. I don't give a fuck. All right, someone's got some killer background noise going on. That it might be me. It, it, it might be me. I'm gonna. Yeah, I got a few things to do, guys. I'm gonna check in a little bit later when the main event's on. All right, looking forward to hearing from okay. you later, Trey. All right, guys. Thanks, Trey. Hey. Yeah, it sounded uh, like he was building a house Ryan. or something. What's up, Ryan? Did you see my photo? No, I oh the one on here, the Dalton Street yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah. to steal that sign. No kidding, yeah. <laughs> All right, man, I'll steal it tonight. 
<laughs> Shit. So I, you know, interestingly enough, I, I was just glancing at the TV a couple times. I just found out that Alistair Overeem has the highest percentage of you know, accuracy for his strikes in in UFC history. Well, Not I mean, just, technically, yeah. he is one of the most accomplished strikers to fight in the UFC, so like, that's not necessarily surprising. Well, yeah, I mean, but there's just so many good strikers. I Like, if you told me he was he, the, had the best percentage in his weight class, I wouldn't have been surprised. But best in overall in UFC history, period, that's quite a, an accomplishment. Well, and you would also think, if you're looking at a percentage-based like it makes sense that it's a heavyweight that has the record because they're hitting the slowest moving target. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the it's a lot easier to hit something when it's not moving, I guess. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see. Have, nope, they haven't started a new fight yet, so let's uh, make up some shit while we're waiting. Uh, let's go to our old standby. Well, interest. Well, no. So interesting thing. You were talking about your your web search and how it was predicting what you were going to search for. Yeah. You did see what the Senate passed, right? Uh, what was that? The uh, the Enhanced Patriot Act, where now the FBI can do warrantless searches of your internet history and your search history. Really? Uh, be right back. I could get a new computer. <laughs> I'm surprised that one didn't catch more traction on the OG. I think part of it is we have a ridiculous subset of people that are super far right and want to, you know, know, celebrate anything that the Republicans do. But yeah, that that went through the Senate enhanced Patriot act. And I would think on the OG, like there's a lot of people that have some things they might want to keep private. I've seen all the tranny threats. (laughs) No, I think I'm okay. You know, um, but on the other hand, maybe I'm not, I've typed some weird fucking phrases and words into search engines for Pornhub and X videos before. So, <laughs> so maybe I don't want people to see that. But especially like if you have kids and shit like that. So I saw a story um, a while back. God, who I don't remember who was talking about it, but there was somebody basically admitting that so as a kid, they were on the computer and they ended up stumbling across porn. But they were like, well, this is a little weird because I'm like 10 or 12 years old and I see I'm watching this adult porn. So as a kid, they searched for kid porn. Oh, Jesus. Really? So luckily no FBI busted in, but like, just think of a situation like that, right? Wow. Because you're never going to convince anyone that that's how that happened. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, shit. You'll you'll be in prison, getting uh, fucked in the ass, going, I promise it was my kids looking up porn, not me. And 10 years later, you have the kid telling the story of, yeah, I stumbled across this adult porn and it was weird. So I wanted to see some of people my age. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that is fucked up, dude. It really is. And yeah. NBK, the, the Constitution apparently doesn't matter when it comes to the Patriot Act. Yep. Mega. Well, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm glad I don't have kids. Uh, I don't think I think. 20 or 30 or 40 years from now, this country might be an entirely different place. And to me, it does not sound like the type of place that you're going to want to be in. This is why my ass is retiring on the beach in Costa Rica where there are no laws. Yeah, well, that might uh, be a bad idea in certain cases. Well, uh, you're a big guy. You can probably carry a gun. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, who wants to fuck with a kind of surly large American with a giant beard in the middle of Costa Rica? 
Yeah, unlikely. You might you might have a group of them can go after you, but that'd be about it. Oh, they're starting next fight, and it's female MMA. Okay, uh, I don't know. They can be good. Uh, I hope. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I don't even know who we picked for this one. Let me go check. Uh, uh, so I think I had Barella. Okay. Yep. I went with Casey. Uh, did we miss? Uh, did we miss a fight? Because uh, this is supposed to be the third fight, and I'm pretty sure this one's the second, right? What was supposed to be the second? Uh, Elkins and uh, uh, Land. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm they're just out of order. Who fucking knows? Yeah, it's I possible. did them the order that was showing on the site. So, so yeah, me too. So, okay, well, so I pick Casey. Uh, let's see, uh, Tenor pick Casey. You pick Barella, and Uncle Canada pick Barella as well. So it's fifty-fifty on this one, guys. Can you guys see all the people that are connected? It says live nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. You can see all nine of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. If I scroll down, look. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's okay. uh, just just wondering if you could see it. You know, being just a regular user, you can't. Right. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, it's a little low. We normally have quite uh, more people than that listening, but it's early in the podcast, and some people aren't interested in the preliminary fights at all. So it's to be expected, I imagine. You'd be surprised at how many downloads we got of the first one. Me and Ryan were talking, and we figured nobody would bother to download that since it's a live thing. But apparently a whole bunch of people wanted to listen to it while they were watching the fights the next day because uh, our fight companions had almost, if not more, downloads than our regular shows. That is insane yeah, to me that anyone downloaded seven hours of us yapping. Yeah, this one, that's one of the things that the voiceover coach asked me. Is like, he said, is there any way to tell if they actually listened to it after they downloaded it? I'm like, no, no, I, I can tell uh, how we're doing on the live portion of the show by the engagement number. Uh, but the podcast, once it's, you download it and put it out there, you can't tell who's downloaded it, I think. You, maybe you can. I actually, I can just see the numbers for it. So, But he had specific questions about how it worked and things like that. Yeah, I upgraded. Now I look at this. I can donate to you guys. Oh, my. <laughs> we appreciate donations, but it's certainly not necessary for anybody. Uh, we're hoping eventually to get well, big I'm enough. Trying. To... <laughs> it's we're frozen. Ho- I'm trying. All right. Well, we're hoping so it to get big like enough. Your, uh, it sounds like your vocal coach is trying to uh, test the waters for, for starting a pod bean. Account. I think he might be. I think he might be, to be honest with you. He said he's been interested in that sort of thing before, but... Uh, well, you know, what? Uh, change the subject. It's a good thing that uh, I can't use my old microphone because uh, I was it had a direct jack, jack into it that I plugged a second set of headphones in so I could hear myself speak. Apparently, I left that second set of headphones on the ground and my dog just chewed it all the fuck. <laughs> I'd be horribly upset if I hadn't had my microphone die a couple hours ago because now this is pretty much useless. <laughs> and yes, you're, Sly, we, uh, you're directly monitor. So like on an average podcast, you're directly monitoring your vocals. Yes, it helps a lot. Uh, I don't know if you guys How can tell. How annoying must that be? It's down pretty low. And, uh, I have it like one earbud in one ear, and, it, and I can just barely hear myself. But it tells me a lot about my tone and things like that. I'm able to make a more even tone, and I think speak uh, professionally better when I have myself in my ear. Imagine how you imagine how you sound when you're talking on the phone, because you, know, you can hear yourself on the phone when you speak. Yeah, but the thing is, like... So yeah, I can monitor my vocals if I want to, but like that is super fucking annoying. Oh yeah, it's I've been doing it for thirteen years, so it doesn't bother me. I, I can't tell you if when I first started if it bothered me or not, but right now it bothers me much more that I can't hear my voice. Uh, I to me, 
I, I feel like I need it to, to, as I mentioned, to moderate my tones correctly, but maybe I'm full of shit and I sound the same. Yeah. You're probably full of shit and you sound the same. Yeah. Because, you know, I actually kind of want to get a When I get a new microphone, I kind of want to be able to do that still. Well, you can definitely do that. So like there's obviously there's going to be settings there. Like, so the, the interface I have is, is way more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's actually more for like live streaming and stuff like that. Like I I have all sorts of shit and the ability to like, you know, add in different audio inputs and monitor different things at different levels and all that shit. But like any decent, Oh, there we go. Oh, 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 there you go. Oh, fuck yeah. Lost that one. Say, Damn. Well, you know, oh yeah. And to all those people that say uh, females never finish MMA fights, that was a fucking beautiful armbar. Well, I think more so they never say, they say that in women's MMA you never get knockouts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anybody uh, can, you know, submit someone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the thing I liked about that microphone is it pl- is the headphones plugged right into the microphone before it hit the computer or anything. I understand that the problem some people have, depending on what they're using, is they'll get a delay f- between them talking and them hearing themselves, which obviously would fucking you know not work at all. But, yeah, so uh, I, d- I know the interface that, that I would be sending you definitely has a microphone jack into the interface. Definitely not the microphone, because it's a good microphone. Right. Good. <laughs> Don't you make fun of my Rode Podcaster. It was a good microphone for 13 years. I, I, yes, it's time to upgrade, but, but I'm going to miss it. It looked like a giant white dildo. <laughs> but yeah, if yeah, uh, my only reservation is, uh, so you're pretty sure that the your, your old microphone and preamp would sound better than this. Because I would hate to have you send everything out and then we find out that it's not any better than what I'm using now. I can't imagine that'd be true, but you never know. It's roughly 432,000% better. Really? Then this MX? Uh, I guess you've never even looked up at this MXL microphone, but if you can hear it then and that's your opinion, that's probably valid. Look up, uh, just look up a couple reviews on the Rode NT1A. All right. Rode. Whoop. Tofu Rode. What was that again? Rode. So let's just put it this way: How much was your road? Was your uh, podcaster mic? How much uh, did that cost you? Two hundred and thirty bucks, I believe. Yeah. So this microphone, like the normal retail price, is about three hundred and seventy bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, it yeah, actually, that's... looks like it's it actually looks like it's on sale right now for two hundred and thirty bucks. That's interesting. Uh, a ro- you said it's a Rode NT one. A Rode NT one A. Twenty A. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It looks like it's about the same price as uh, uh, as if I bought a new podcaster, which I can't, obviously. Um, but the thing is, that makes it probably a better mic because the Rode podcaster was doing everything. You know, it basically had its own internal sound card uh, and things like that. That's what one of the reasons it didn't really need a preamp. Uh, if that one's the same price as the uh, podcaster, while needing a preamp, I would assume it's a better microphone. Yeah, I'm telling you it's a better microphone. Okay, well, well, I'll, I'll use it, and I appreciate that. But uh, like I said... If uh, I and then if it, you... Yeah, and then check uh, for the... For a Scarlett 2i2 is what the interface is. Scarlet. You may want to Google that as well. But that'll have, like, an input for headphones. It has... You can 
you can monitor again like you would through the microphone, except now it'll be through the interface. Oh, but it's still, um, it, I imagine it wouldn't have the lag because it's still not going through anything yet. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. I, I like that. But, you, but you're not into that yourself. You don't like the sound of your voice while you're uh, speaking. Nope. Can't fucking stand it. Huh, interesting. Well, different strokes for different folks, I guess. I think part of it is because I spoke on the phone for a living for so long that I've come ac- become accustomed to be able to hear my voice. But I'm not certainly not the only one. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put a microphone jack on the uh, roadcaster or podcaster, rather. Well, it's because it's a cheap USB thing that they're basically trying to give you some of the functionality of having like an actual setup. Right, right. I can understand that, but you know, but so we'll be upgrading. Awesome. Uh, but I, I am just glad that I had this microphone for this. Cause seriously, if I didn't look this up the other day for last week's, uh, uh, fight companion, I would be broadcasting through my webcams microphone <laughs> and that there's no way in hell that would sound good. Yeah. I think I'd have to kick you off the podcast for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd be sending you over the information to start up the show on your own, <laughs> which at one point I thought I was going to have to do today because my stomach was really bad at one point. Uh, I was in the bathroom a whole bunch, uh, but I started to feel a little bit better. I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? It always starts to feel better when I'm doing a show with you guys. I don't know if it's because I'm distracted most of the time or what's going on or it relieves some of my stress level uh, shooting the shit for you guys. But I have noticed whenever I end a podcast, I feel at least a little bit better than I did before. Well, there's a couple things at play there. Number one, at least part of what you're going through is fucking completely mental. And then it's also just the fact that like when you're focused on something else, pain is definitely going to be lessened. Mm. Like the idea, right? Like if you end up, you know, getting shot in the fucking calf, if you then break your other leg, your calf isn't going to hurt as bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a good way to put it. You know, uh, I'm distracted from my pain by this painful podcast. <laughs> uh, look, all right, we're moving on to our next uh, fight. Apparently, um, oh god damn it, they're doing sad shit now. Oh Jesus, that, I'm ah, assuming that's Mr. Harris's stepdaughter, huh? Yeah. Oh gee, you know I, that's fine. You know they, she, they deserve something like that, but I can't stand watching this kind of stuff. I'm an, I'm an old softy of my age. All right, so what's everybody drinking? Oh, anybody? Yeah. Anybody? I'm drinking water. Uh, I'm too. I'm. I may be dumb, but I'm not that dumb. Uh, there's no way I'm putting alcohol in my stomach tonight. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured as much. What do you have lined up for food? Because going six hours without eating anything sounds like a bad idea. Uh, no, you're right. Although I th- I can do it perfectly well. Because, uh, <laughs> but I've already ate most of my stuff for today, and I can't eat anything after a certain point because uh, of the colonostomy on Monday. So I'm probably going to have some popcorn or something along the, along the way, but I don't have any major meals set up for me. I already did breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The juicer had a white claw. Good for him. Woohoo. All right. The juicer. Uh, I remember you saying that was the first time you tried it. How'd you like it? I'm assuming it changed his life. <laughs> I keep on telling people, people, oh, white claw. I'm like, dude, look at the back of the can. Look what it says. You will not find an alcoholic drink out there that's better for you, really. I mean, I was stunned when I saw the stats on it. Well, yeah, it's like it's not terrible for you. You're not packing in a ton of extra calories or anything. Plus, after, you know, five or six of them, you're, you're going to be feeling it. And it doesn't taste like alcohol. It's pretty much like it's alcohol for people that swore off soda. 
because it oh. kind of gives you your soda fix. Oh, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's that's uh, it's interesting. I myself am not drinking a goddamn thing because I don't want to risk it. Uh, so let's see. Sly Dog's drinking a Moscow Mule. Uh, the juicer, as we mentioned, uh, had a white claw and and a shot of fireball. And he's now moved on to wine. Uh, so yeah, everyone's juicer, having a good time. The mango isn't bad. Um, my favorites are the black cherry and the cranberry. Hmm. I was really surprised my wife didn't like the cranberry because that's like her favorite stuff. You know, what? actually, she likes raspberry. Never mind. <laughs> or is it raspberry? It's a berry. It's a red berry. I thought it was I raspberry. Thought. That's why. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. It might be I, raspberry. Yeah, because my wife's a big fan of raspberry, but she didn't like it at all. I was like, okay. So we gave it to the the kids across the street. There's a... Uh, um, directly across the street from us is an old man uh, named Larry that we try to take care of with stuff. Uh, like we take his garbage in and out for him and try to pick up his like dead branches in his yard. If we, when we know if something's fallen down uh, his niece and her and her gay lover live next door to him. Um, and they're like two kids and they're like twenties and stuff. So often my wife will take stuff over to them that we bought extra by accident, or she bought me something without realizing it's not something I would eat or things like that. So she, at one point she brought over most of that case of white claws over to them and they were ecstatic to have them. Goddamn right. It's fucking white claw. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is basically National treasure. My wife has basically started like a, a community service thing with our neighbors. <laughs> She's always looking out for Larry. Uh, she likes to you know, like, you know, give stuff to the kids. Yeah, I say kids, but they're in their 20s. Uh, and whenever she goes to the store, she calls a couple people there to see if they need anything. Uh, part of that's because our next door neighbor has done the same thing for us. Uh, whenever they're going shopping, they know they ask if we need anything because they're aware of the fact that neither of us should be probably going out in public a whole bunch. And that has nothing to do with the quarantine. Yeah, nothing at all. It's just we are hideous and we don't want people to gaze upon us. Kind of figured <laughs> as much. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and yeah, I'm and I'm it's funny. I've lived here eleven years. I didn't know any of these fucking people until my wife moved in. <laughs> She's way more of a social person than I am. At first it made me uncomfortable because we go places and she'll talk to anybody for any reason. Uh, while I sit there going, Oh, you're making me uncomfortable. I don't know this person. Uh, she's pretty remarkable in her way. Uh, and she's maybe a little bit better about it. I, I don't get so uncomfortable when she starts ta- to talk to strangers as, as I used to. Uh, but yeah, she's no fear at all. Yeah. That's absolutely the opposite of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That usually says she sounds like a normal person, Jay. Well, possibly. Yes. I'm just so anti-person, uh, that, that I just, I can't conceive talking to a stranger for any reason except for, Hey, you're on fire or something like that. You know, it's, it just, that's just not the type of guy I am. Uh, I barely, I, I realize that's hard for you guys to believe because, uh, on the OG, I'm overly friendly and obviously I have no problem talking to you guys, but it would be really, really, really hard for me to go walk up to a stranger and strike up a conversation. Uh, I just feel super duper uncomfortable, which made dating really fun, by the way. Which is why, like, I go back to it. I think you have, like, a little bit of, like, Aspergery type of of something going on there. It's possible. Not there's any, anything wrong with it, but, like, so in normal life, like, face-to-face with people, like, you are the most introverted of introverts. Yeah. But yeah, then I... you get online, and you're the most attention hoary of attention whores. Yeah, yeah, yes, both statements are true, and there might be a correlation. Uh 
uh, the fact that I can't talk to strangers as maybe a lonely guy a lot. You know, I don't have a ton of friends. Uh, matter of fact, other than my wife, I don't really have any friends that I've that I hang out with or anything like that. Um, I thought I had a couple friends from childhood that I got reunited re- re- with, but once I started uh, selling them, once I stopped selling them pot, I didn't see them anymore. So obviously, they weren't my friends. Uh, so I'm lonely a lot. I'll be honest with you. That's a big part of what happens to me on the OG. People say that I like attention. Well, that's true. Uh, however, that is a bit hypocritical when people try to dog me on it because they're on an internet forum. They want attention too. If that guy hadn't posted, hey, you're an attention whore, you know, if he wanted people to see that he told me I'm an attention whore. So clearly he wants attention too. <laughs> that's why it always irks me when they say you're an attention whore. I'm like, yeah, so is everyone else here. I'm just better at it than most of you guys. I wouldn't necessarily always say better at it. I think you're just, uh, yeah, you're more committed to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, but do you agree, agree with me on that basic point? Pretty much, if you post on uh, internet forum and you want people to see your post, otherwise, why would you bother to post it? You are at least a little bit of an attention whore. Well, you're either a little bit of an attention whore or you're very egotistical. Oh yeah, yeah. You can also have the thought of I don't care who sees this, but like I'm doing this place a favor by letting them know what I think. Yeah, okay. You know, I hadn't thought about that. But either neither one of those are a good attitude to have, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and people, Jay, you purposely had people your your dick to kick for fame. Oh, kinda. <laughs> but honestly, when I started all this, you know, before the podcast and me just being on the OG, I basically was just starved for attention. I just want someone to talk to, you know, and all that good stuff. And it transformed into the passive J show over the over the course of time. Fair enough. Yeah. You you do you, Jay. You do you. <laughs> all right. Uh little there. Okay, the next fight is not up yet, so we're still waiting. Uh, I have a feeling we're not going to get the heavy hitters on the in the chat box until later in the day. Not that I'm not a big fan of everyone there, but uh, most of our calling people are, have not arrived yet. <laughs> How so. terrible yeah, is I know. Darren Elkin's chest tattoo? Oh, okay. Let's see. The damage? Oh, is that him? On that's they both have chest yeah. tattoos. Uh, well, obviously, I'm talking about the one that's absolutely fucking terrible. Oh God, tribal on his back. Uh, we'll give him a pass on that. I don't know. He doesn't. He but doesn't look old enough to be able to justify tribal on his back, though. I mean, anyone over the age of thirty-five with a tribal tattoo, I give him a pass because for, at one point it was just a really popular type of tattoo, and there's nothing wrong with getting something you like just because it's popular. Uh, but anyone under the age of thirty that has a tribal tattoo, I have questions for. <laughs> yeah, I got mine the day I turned eighteen, and that was pretty much like if you walked into a tattoo shop, like that was pretty much all that was on the wall at that time. Yeah, I, it was so huge. Not just like the ladies' tramp stamps, but like shoulder tribal, a full arm tribal. I've seen chest tribal. It, I guess it was really popular because for the most part, if you have a competent tattoo artist, he can't really fuck that up. Well, yeah, that's one of those tattoos that when they use the stencil, like there's no way of fucking it up. If you can color within the lines, you can do a, a fucking tribal tattoo. Right, right. And of course, there are going to be different levels of skill involved in that as well. Uh, because, you know, the, as you well know, uh, line work is important and you know, and your skill at putting down those lines is important as well. Uh, I've seen tattoos that look great when they were done and then six months later look like trash because they really didn't get it deep enough. Their lines weren't good enough. You know, shit like that. 
Right. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone just said bender. Uh, I don't know what that means. Are you speaking of my tattoo? I do have a bender tattoo. Uh, it's a bunch of bender heads uh, on my wrist, all in a pile. That was when I was transitioning from skulls are cool to maybe I want to get something else. So it was it was a good uh, compromise. So it blends in with like all the other skulls on my arms, but it's a pile of uh, three or four bender heads instead. And for those unfamiliar, yeah. that, that's Bender from Futurama. I would hope that, that the OG knows where Bender's from. Oh, you never know. Not everyone's a Futurama fan. Certainly not to the level that I was at one point. I've got one, two, three, four, four or five of them, I think. I've kind of lost track. <laughs> Including my, my newest one of them, which is a, a Zoeberg tattoo on my uh, back upper shoulder that says, why not Zoeberg? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that always cracks me up when people are like, oh, why did you get those tattoos? I go, well, because I wanted to get a tattoo. I realized for some people, tattoos are this meaningful thing, you know, that, and every single piece they have has to mean something. Like, this is the memory of my daughter, you know, and this is for my friend who died in, in Nam or this and this, that, and the other. Not all tattoos have to be like that. You can just get a tattoo because you want one. I've, I'll be honest with you. I've went to the tattoo shop with no idea what I wanted to get and talked with the tattoo artist for a little while and we picked out something and we went for it. Yeah. See, I'm kind of the opposite. Like when I've went and got stuff done, it's pretty much been like, okay, I'm going to go obviously in with an idea of exactly what I want. And it's going to end up being anywhere between like a seven to 10 hour tattoo more than likely. So like, I better have a good idea of number one, what it's going to be. And two, a good reason to get it. Ah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, and that's fine. And that's pretty much how most people are, how, and that's the right way to consider putting something permanent on your body, I guess. Uh, but that's not me. Uh, I don't care as long as, as long as I think it's a cool tattoo, I don't have a problem with it. My biggest thing is I don't want to get the same tattoos as somebody else. Uh, cause that's always a bummer. So I, I try to make sure that my tattoos nowadays are at least unique, uh, that being the case, since I use cartoons as a lot of my tattoos, I do do a lot of research in that direction. If I like, for instance, when I got uh, Homer Simpson dressed up in a spacesuit uh, on my leg as part of my Simpsons in space theme, I did a lot of Googling to find, make sure that there wasn't another tattoo of Homer Simpson in a, Simpson in a spacesuit. Man, I can't talk with the shit today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's people that are like that. So like I've hung out at a few tattoo conventions with some of the artists I know and yeah, there are a lot of people who just walk up and be like, "Hey, I just want to, I want a tattoo." Like I've heard of you before. Yeah. Put something on me. Yeah, 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 and I can understand that because it is an addiction. People speak about addictions all the time. Uh, not many people speak about the tattoo addiction, uh, and it is one hundred percent a thing. Uh, I'm assuming you're that way too, since you have a number of them as well. You just get the itch for a tattoo after a while. Kind of like I have it now, but like if I was going to get something. Like at this point, I think I would just want to do my entire back, which is quite an investment of both time and money. Oh yeah. 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 That would be quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and that's why I normally end up getting little banger tattoos, stuff that you can kick out in like an hour or two. Uh, and, but one big benefit of me letting him do pretty much what he wants is he gives me really good deals on shit. Um, like I have a leg tattoo that took almost four hours and I think he charged me 300 bucks. Now, part of that's because he's an actual friend of mine, but part of it is because I, I give him free reign to do stuff that he likes to do. Uh, it's, you'd be surprised at how much, uh, of a price break you, uh, tattoo artists will give you if it's something that they truly want to tattoo. 
Well, yeah, it depends on your relationship with them mostly. But yeah, there are some that'll just be like, hey, I want to do this. Who wants to come in and get it? I, you I get have a little a, bit of a break on the time. I have a tattoo on my, on my back that is exactly for that, for that, which my wife fucking hates, by the way. It's a picture of a succubus. You know, so it's like a demon chick with horns curling down and like blood dripping off her and shit. Uh, and I like it. Uh, I wish I would have actually wished he would have went with a different uh, skin tone because he went like with with mottled green to to make it look cool. But and to me, it looks like parts of it have faded, even though it hasn't. So at some point, I might have him go in and change the color of the face, but maybe not. But that was something that he wanted to do, and he practically charged me fucking nothing for it. Matter of fact, he might not have charged me for that one. Every once in a while, he'll throw me a free tattoo on like my birthday or Christmas and shit like that, um, which is the only reason I've been getting tattoos over the last couple of years because I've I've reached a point where I don't want to spend a ton of money on it anymore. I like tattoos, but I realize you know I'm getting older. If nothing, I'm running out of space. <laughs> um, so uh, I I might get one this year. I might try to hold out until next year to get another one. Yeah, let's let's wait until we get you actually back to normal. Right. Exactly. Oh, you're getting a little buzzy, sir. Oh shit. All right, I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, no, almost always after somewhere between 50 to 60 minutes, Ryan's uh, microphone takes a shit. So he'll be back in a second. Uh, until then, I will entertain you with my commentary of the fight. Okay, that one dude's trying to hit that other dude. Yep. Oh, no, he wasn't able. Oh, he hit him that time. Okay, but he, uh, oh, he missed that one. <laughs> I'd be a shitty commentator. <laughs> Uh, let's see. This actually seems to be a good fight, but I, I feel like I can't pay my full attention to it because I don't want our podcast to be filled full of dead air. So uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. All right. He's uh, All right. Ryan's back. back. And yes. And and Sly, I think I think technically it's free. I think it's well, I think it's on ESPN plus, right? Yes. So it's almost free. It's like the whatever ESPN plus costs. That's right, not right. a pay-per-view. No, it's not. Oh, did you get, did you, okay. I follow a whole bunch of people on Twitter. One of them is a writer for bloody elbow named Stephanie Hayes. Um, I saw her get into a, a ridiculous Twitter fight about, uh, phrasing. I can't remember who it was, but she was saying that 249 was the very first time that they fought at a pay-per-view event. Um, and someone disagreed with her and said, no, no, they, they have definitely fought for a pay-per-view event. So she went back back and brought up his record and said, look, this is a fight night. This is a fight night. This is a, you know, and, and he insisted that he was right because the last fight night that he was on required you to have ESPN plus to get it. So it was obviously a pay-per-view. I'm like, does this guy not know what pay-per-view means? It was a ridiculous argument from start, from start to finish. Yeah, that's just dumb, because otherwise you would also have to factor in any of the uh, Fight fight Pass exclusive Mm -hmm. fights. Like, they had those cards, and you don't consider those pay-per-views. In fact, usually those are the worst cards of any card. Yeah, 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 and and basically... I think what happened is that he misremembered something, and then when he was called on it, he tried to move the goalposts. It was pretty funny though. I was like, people were dogging on him. You, they were like, "Do you know what PP pay per view means? That means you pay to view it. You're not paying to view the the uh, ESPN that particular event. You're paying for the entire channel." Yeah, stupid people are dumb. Yes, they are. All righty. Speaking of stupid people, I guess I should watch a little bit of the fight. You know, I you know, I a little bit here. I didn't realize. Uh, 
you know, when someone said Daryl Atkins, I was thinking of a must have been thinking of a completely different person. Who? Uh, Elkins. Darren Elkins. Is that is that his first name? Yeah, you are calling him Daryl. That's <laughs> Daryl, my other brother Daryl. <laughs> Darren. Uh, but yeah, I I guess he must have been a certain. I must have been thinking about some someone else when I made these picks because that's not the guy I was thinking about. Interesting. I yeah. yeah, I don't know who else you could have thought instead of Darren Elkins. Yeah. Or maybe He's I just memorable with the absolutely shit chest tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I realized that I'd never seen the guy before because I would have remembered that. That's yeah, that is pretty bad. For those who aren't watching right now, uh he has something written on his chest with looks like barbed wire around it. Next time he turns around, I'll tell you what it actually says. The damage. It's his like fight nickname. Oh, the damage. Yeah, and it's is it is it made out of chain uh barbed wire or something? It's it's hard to get a good look at. I don't at know. It. It's some stupid fucking font and yeah, it probably has something around the outline. It's it's just an absolute shit tattoo. Yeah, it uh, is. Back to the back to the chat. NBK, does Rothwell have a chance at a title run? It's the heavyweight division. I think everyone has a chance at a title run. All you gotta do is put together like three or four good fights in a row. Yeah, that's true. It's a very shallow field and uh and the funny thing is, people have become champions just off of their punching power when they were way less skillful than the people they're fighting. Fuck, Brock Lesnar was a heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, man. God, I, you know, I still miss him. They, they, his fights were such a spectacle. Um, I always enjoyed watching him fight. I don't like him as a person. Uh, every time I realize he's uh, projecting a persona even when he's doing MMA, but I don't like his persona. <laughs> He is a uh, he is a really good dude. I is he? I will absolutely go out there and say that like Brock Lesnar outside of like having the cameras on him is a great dude. That makes me feel a little bit better. But as I like, spoke he's to, a super like he's almost kind of an introvert introverted guy. Like likes to hunt, just likes to be at home, not fucking dealing with people. I like relate. I can relate to that guy in the conversations <laughs> I've had with him, like the few times that I've met him, like you could see that like they'll talk to you for fucking an hour about amateur wrestling or hunting or anything like that. Like, but I think if you start treating him as a celebrity, I think that's probably where you get the more dick side of him. Cause I don't think mm. he feels he is that. I think, I think a lot of it is uh, a persona he puts on. Cause obviously he was in the WWE for many years and put on pretty much the persona that you saw in the UFC as well. So he, like some other people like Conor McGregor and such like that felt the need to put out a per different personality than they actually were most likely, you know, to get more views and more popularity. Uh, but I told a friend of mine one day, and I think we've had this conversation before, uh, Josh Koscheck was like being a dick to somebody at this end and the other, you know, and, and the guy's like, Oh, you know, I was, and I mentioned, I said, I can't stand that dude. He's such an asshole. And the guy said, well, you know, all that's all an act. He's a really nice guy. He just acts that way to get publicity and, and help his career. I go, well, uh, then I'm going to act like I don't like him. Uh, you're the, the persona that you put out in public is you for all intents and purposes. You, you can't be a nice guy when no one's watching and expect it for people to treat, think of you as a nice guy when you're a dick, whenever you're in public, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, there's some validity to that, but yeah, I will definitely stand up for Lesnar if people, you know, say that he's a bad dude. Because well, he was a bit of a of a uh, different thing. Because I knew 
coming into it, he was doing his wrestling act. Uh, Look, that, and he was doing his wrestling act, and there also just is the fact, and you can see it like if you actually know kind of who he is as a person. You can also just tell the irritation of that just having to deal with a bunch of cameras and shit being on him. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can no. just kind of see that turn on as far as, like, I don't want to be fucking doing this right now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And uh, from what I understand, uh, he got a pretty big contract when he went back to the WWE to work relatively little. I think he only has like a half a dozen appearances a year or some shit like that, which must suit him much better than what he was doing before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The guy gets to just fucking sit at home, get flied in on, flown in on a you know private jet to show up and uh, you know work for one day, make yep. a few hundred thousand dollars, get to go back home again. Yeah, that's. It's a nice good, deal if you can get it. Yeah, good work if you can get it. <laughs> but I, I'm often surprised that more uh, WWE people don't try to get into it. I guess it's because it's well, probably better athletes. pay. Right. It's probably better pay at the WWE. And most of them, once their career is over, they're probably not in any shape to do MMA in the first place. Well, yeah. And they just, and they have no fight background. Right. Right. Like, Lesnar was the thing, right? So, like, this is one of the reasons he. He was as big of a draw as he was like he's one of the first like super athletes that we've ever seen try mixed martial arts. Like this is a guy that like with his athletic ability could play almost any sport on a professional level. If you give him time to train for it, like you just don't see humans like that. No, no. And while don't get me wrong, professional wrestling does require a skill in athletics because it's harder to fake those moves than to do them for real. Uh, so I will never, I'm not into, uh, professional wrestling, but I won't begrudge them their talent. Uh, I think a lot of them probably could do well if they decided to be fighters instead of uh, professional wrestlers. You know, as I said, instead, cause, uh, you, uh, while the, the time that they used to develop themselves into good professional wrestlers would have been the time that they used to develop themselves into good MMA fighters for 95% of them. You can't do both because if nothing else, by the time you've, developed yourself into a great professional wrestler your window of time to be to be a good mma fighter is closing rapidly yeah i just don't see hardly any of them having any chance to have ever been a mixed martial artist like generally those guys are either people that weren't great athletes to begin with or were decent athletes had like some severe injury that took them out of true athletics and then mm. led them to that yeah there's uh, something to be said for them working 300 fucking days a year and taking the cumulative damage to the body. But as far as, as far as actual fighting, I don't put a lot of stock there. No, you're probably right. It's a completely different skill set. Although I would like to see some really agile, uh, pro wrestler guy come into the cage at least once. See if I'd love to see someone try to use pro wrestle moves on a real MMA fighter. That'd be a short, but entertaining fight. So let's just put it this way. They're, there are there's basically one professional wrestler that has ever come to mixed martial arts that didn't have a ridiculous like amateur wrestling pedigree. Uh, that was CM Punk. Yeah, and we all saw how that worked out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Didn't uh, uh, the guy that plays uh, Drax on uh, the Guardian of the Galaxy uh, series, the, the the movies that they've been doing, didn't he do some yeah. amateur MMA? No, he had one fight against some no-name guy. He won. It's like, props to him. He went out there and did it. But, yeah, it's not like he fought anyone, you know, notable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is not surprising. I'm sure he has enough money that he doesn't need to get punched in the face for a living. 
cloth, especially now. Yeah, he's actually starting to have a pretty good uh, movie career. I mean, you know, in addition to the Guardians of the Galaxy, I've seen him start to pop up on other you know movies as like the lead. I haven't watched any of them, so I'm not really qu- quite sure how good he is. But good for him to make a career out of something after his career is already over. Yeah, he's not bad. I'm, the weird thing is, though, is like he's getting up there in age. Like it, when he did the whole wrestling thing, he was already fucking old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder how long he's going to hold that. Uh, unfortunately, he's in a position where he needs to keep himself up physically uh, if he wants to keep on doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movies anyways. Uh, and that's got to be rough when you're getting older. Well, I mean, number one, he's got good genetics. Number two, now he's making enough money that, you know, he can have all the vitamins he wants. <laughs> and no one's going to tell him no. <laughs> exactly. He can He can hop on the fucking rocks regimen. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, which pretty much everyone his age should be doing. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's the rock fucking goddamn dude. That guy's just bigger every time I look at him. Uh, which is surprising I mean, that he's so big because, like, I, I, I've i heard that his weight's like in the 250s or so. And what is he, 6'2", 6'3", something like that? Uh, his actual height, yeah, probably somewhere in there. I think they probably build him probably somewhere between like six, four and six, six. Yeah, no, <laughs> you can just see how he compares to other actors that, you know, how uh, tall they are. He's probably about six, two or six, three, but I'll be honest with oh, you. Shit. Yeah. They, they say he's six, five. Eh, probably not. Uh, but that, if he is six, five, that makes it even worse. He, he looks like he weighs way more than 250 pounds. I mean, like way, way more. Yeah. I would put him probably in the like two eighty range at least. Right. But that's what you always hear when you look up uh, how well, how much he weighs. Everyone says, oh, 245, 250. And I, I think he's like at least another 50 pounds heavier than that. Yeah, so that at least going into Wiki, which is obviously probably complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. They have him build at six foot five, build weight 260 pounds. Yeah, see, I mean, he's either shorter or he weighs more than that. <laughs> There's no way. And... uh Stray said he met him, and he's at least 6'4", or 6'5", and juiced to the tits, and he's hard as fuck, too. Uh, That's cool. From everything I've heard, The Rock's a really nice guy and is always super friendly to his fans. Uh, Yeah, he he literally seems like the nicest guy on the fucking planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what does he have to complain about? But still, you know, there's lots of people that are in his position that are assholes, and, like, I see him stop for people... uh, at, at basically in traffic and people will run up to his uh, window and ask if they can get an autograph and a picture. He's like, Oh yeah, sure. The rock would be really easy to fucking carjack. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's probably quite a bit of security there that you're not seeing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. Looking at the fight. Uh, Oh, El- Elkins isn't looking all that good. Is he? Elkins is getting fucking pieced up. Oh, he man. ate a huge elbow in the second round that completely just sliced him open. At the end of the, uh, and you probably missed it because you were paying more attention to the chat, but right. the end of the second, this Landwehr dude was uh, fighting with one hand behind his back. Oh, like really? How lopsided this has been. Yeah. Oh, so, so he's kind of a dick too, huh? Yeah, kind of seems like it, but he's definitely backing it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's just shitty though. It's like, look, dude, I only need one arm. Just like uh, that, the uh, welterweight or middleweight champion whose name I can't pronounce, uh, Israel, uh, I've seen him do a little kind of dickish things like that before. 
not nearly as bad as what was as MVP though, who's kind of be the biggest asshole in the ring ever. Yeah, Michael Page, I absolutely root against that guy any chance I get. Yeah, Adesanya, I don't like. I like that kid. No, yeah, it's just man, I I can't believe how fucking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a big fan of that kind of shit. Um, one of the, speaking of it, one of the things that I saw from coming out from last week that I enjoyed quite a bit was that short clip uh, that they found of uh, uh, Glover uh, knocking out uh, Lionheart's teeth and then apologizing for it while they were on the ground. Later, <laughs> I guess it, like they were on the ground, uh, one of Anthony's teeth had fallen out, and he's trying to hand it to the ref. Uh, Glover. Glover, I'm sorry, saw him do that and you could hear him say, because it was so quiet in there, sorry, Anthony, it's just business. And Anthony's like, what? He's like, just business. And Anthony being a cool fuck too, he's like, it is what it is. <laughs> or it is what it is, bro. Or it was really cool. I like seeing people that can compete in this sport and not make it personal. Glover is a really good guy as well. So I've, I've definitely you know, met him several times being he's out here in Connecticut, but yeah. Another super just down-to-earth guy. It actually seems like, so more often than not, like of any sort of high-level athletes, it seems like MMA fighters are some of the more down-to-earth. Probably has something to do with getting kicked in the face and kind of realizing your own mortality. Yeah, I would but, imagine uh, so. They're much better than like if you meet a bunch of like NBA players or like professional football players. You're definitely rolling the dice more with those guys. You know, they might just you know hold up your card game and take your watch. <laughs> they'd be very disappointed in my watch the battery died on it and I haven't went to get it replaced yet because I'm pretty sure there's, there's no watch stores open right now yeah I don't think you would be uh, invited to those card games either I, I don't yeah. think I'd make the cutoff either yeah me neither yeah. so I well, I am bummed out about my watch though it's uh, a hybrid smart watch it does not have a uh, screen or anything uh, but it does connect to your, your cell phone and it like gives you different notification vibrations for things going on like that. I like it because it looks exactly like a regular watch, but it still gives me some smart watch functionality. Uh, you don't recharge it, though. Uh, they said it uses a regular watch battery that you replace every six months to a year. Unfortunately, they didn't give me the tool that I needed to uh, open it up. Apparently, it's a special tool for it. So I'm just going to bring it to a, uh, a watch shop when one of them opens up and have them put in a new battery. God damn, Elkins is a tough dude. Man, his chest man. tattoo does check out. <laughs> so MBK, you're you're completely right. Yeah, he took a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he has the gall to raise his hands over his head like he just won. Poor guy. God, he, he got split open really good, didn't he? Uh, he took a, a horrible elbow in the second. Wow. Well, coming up soon, the official decision, but I'm pretty sure we know what that one's going to be. So let me switch on over to our picks and see who got what. Oh, let's see. I got that one wrong. I think a lot of us got that one wrong. Yeah. But while you're yep. looking that up, uh, so did you also see that uh, Jason Herzog came out and made a statement about the Glover-Smith fight? Yes, I did. That was uh, a really interesting thing that he had to say. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Well, I mean, the gist of it, right, was pretty much like, yeah, I fucking should have stop that i'm sorry i'll do better yeah which is which i think is bullshit you shouldn't have to apologize i think he did a fine job every single time it looks like they should have stopped it except for the last one uh anthony started defending himself 
So I think he did his job fucking perfectly, but I can understand why some people would disagree. And obviously he felt enough heat from it that it bothered him enough to, he made that statement. I, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. Like that fight should have absolutely been stopped pretty much after the second 10, eight round in a row. Like that one should have been waved off. Hmm. Like the Smith's corner, absolutely fucking terrible. They should have stopped it when they knew that he had no fucking chance to win. You could see it going into that last round, just like the way he was carrying himself in the corner, telling his fucking cornerman that his teeth are falling out. The ref walks up to like check if he's okay, and he just walks away from the ref, won't even speak to him. Like at that point, you know your fighter's fucking done. Get him home before you know he can't remember his goddamn name. Oh man, they're showing that cut. It's on uh, Elkins. It is fucking gushing, dude. That's the they thing. Can... Fuck forehead. Like that's one of the worst places to get cuts around that hairline because yeah. it'll just bleed and bleed and fucking bleed. I'm actually surprised they didn't stop the fight because of that. Cause it's in a spot where it could get into his eyes. Yeah. But it's not directly like flowing into the eye. So that's yeah. why they didn't. Oh yeah. It looks like it's mostly flowing between him and onto his nose. Cause it's pretty much central, uh, the cut in his forehead. Right, yeah, generally they're not going to do it unless it's on that kind of under part of the, the eyebrow where it's just directly going to go into the eye. Right, right. Uh, let's see. And looking at the picks, uh, Uncle... Uh, nope, yeah, it looks like uh, you were the... Uh, yeah, Tenor is the only one that got that right. He's the only one that picked uh, a land, land whatever his name is. Okay, that some pitch isn't here, so his pick didn't count. <laughs> well, we make sure to inform him of that when he uh, shows up. Yeah, I'm actually. Oh, I, you know what? I'm not surprised that we haven't had any uh, people join us yet, for, with the exception of Sly and Stray for a little bit. Uh, last one was really, really long, uh, so I suspect that they will probably show up for the main event. Or yeah, I think the, people will pace the themselves this time point. so they can actually like see the main event. Last time we had people starting to tap out like, right <laughs> before the good fights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny, uh, but I can totally relate. That was one of the issues I had with alcohol is I couldn't pace myself. I drank what was in front of me until it was gone, so I would have been fucked up if I was a drinker then. Yeah, see, that, I think that's the problem. Like, that's one of the reasons I generally don't drink much is because it doesn't tend to really do a whole lot to me. Like, last Saturday, I went through an entire bottle of fucking Jura, and I don't think I was too sloppy by the end of that shit. No, no, I was, people were actually making comments about how well you, Tenor, and Sly were holding your liquor. <laughs> I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's like, are we that much of degenerate drinkers that it just doesn't show anymore? No, no, that's like actually the exact opposite, because true alcoholics uh, will drink so much that eventually it'll burn their liquor out, and they will get drunk on like two or th one or two drinks. Uh, I think I told that story. I knew a guy that uh, was an alcoholic and uh, like he'd invite me to go over to his trailer. We get off work at four. I get there at five and he's drunk off his fucking ass off like two beers. So if nothing else, you guys' livers are still doing pretty good. Well, that's, that's good. I have at least one organ working properly. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Forrest's like, why did you leave grad out of that? I don't know. Why do you think I left grad out of that? <laughs> I love Uncle Canada, but he does have a tendency to get sloshed. <laughs> I wonder how much of that is just like him and how much of that is, you know, things impacting him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because he called him perfectly sober. and We've had reasonable conversations. He sounds like an intelligent dude. Uh, 
but we've also had him call, call in drunk off his ass, which is some of the best shows we've ever had. So, so I, I feel bad to encourage his alcohol, alcoholism, but yeah. All I'm going to say is let's suit the ship boys. <laughs> I know we got, we have to set up the grad signal. It's like the bat, <laughs> it's like the bat symbol. <laughs> All right. Uh, Okay, they're they're in commercials right now. It's actually flowing along pretty good. We're a little past an hour and a half for the show, uh, so we're almost a third of the way done. A third of the way done. What the fuck did we do to ourselves, Ryan? <laughs> Why did we agree to do know. this? Well, this time we got to remember. So a little bit before nine o'clock, we need to cut and start again. Yeah. So anybody yeah. new to the fight companion and new to Podbean, apparently there's this stupid arbitrary limit that you can only go three hours at a time which is not conducive for our never-ending fight companions. So right. we will be shutting down this stream, popping up another one at roughly, yeah, I'd say about 8.50 or so. Yeah, yep, exactly. And and it will give us a warning if we forget and it gets close to the end. So, yeah, last time we ended up dividing up into three different sections, uh, the you know the, pre- the preliminaries and the other preliminaries because they have two sets of them now we're all on part one and part two and but we use the part three for the main event uh, the main card so that's actually did we no actually no we didn't we we used it for the we used it for the co-main and the main were the last piece right right and it was still an hour and a half show so (laughs) well they always two things right it's like number one your main events can go five rounds so obviously that's almost like two fights a piece Yep. The other part is they take their sweet time with the fucking video packages and everything else. Right. And it was two title fights. So, yeah. And although one of them didn't go that long. <laughs> Man, Cruz is still fucking salty about that shit, dude. That So that's why I, I almost give it more credence being that it's him and he's still pissed off about it. Because he doesn't. He's the type that takes a loss well. So unless he really thought something fucked up was going on there, like we wouldn't have heard about it anymore. He just would have moved on. Well, I think I think it's bullshit for him to say that the guy was drinking when so many other people say no, he wasn't. Uh, the cigarette thing—that's irrelevant. The cigarettes are gross, but that doesn't affect how he judges. Obviously, I mean refs, obviously. And I watched rewatched that. I think it was a good call because the problem being, okay, it looked like Cruz was out, so the ref immediately leaps forward to stop it. And in that split second that he leaps forward to stop it, Cruz starts getting back up. Well, he already just told uh, Triple H not to hit him anymore. He can't restart the fight. Triple A who? Uh, triple, isn't that? Oh, Triple C, rather. I'm sorry. I'm talking. Cahoot, Cajudo, Cahudo. Cahudo. Cahudo, thank you. Oh, look, we've got a caller. All right, let's go ahead and answer the phone. Hey, Scott, how you doing today, sir? Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can. We can. Oh, okay, great. Uh, I'm testing out some fucking Bluetooth earbud. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, that works out fine. Yeah, that will keep us from hearing echoes, so that's perfect. I got the, I got that stupid brand, the, the new iPhone, where the uh, charger cable and the headphone cable are the same damn thing. Oh, that sounds funny. Why the fuck that? did they do that? I, I fucking know. hate I Apple. Don't... I, I lost the adapter, so now I, everything's Bluetooth. If I want to do like fucking like speakers or right, right, know. yeah, which works fine for some things. Uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of those Bluetooth headsets are actually really nice, but yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, Apple is assholes. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know what the adapter costs. Probably like thirty bucks or some shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to talk uh, about there, Scott? No, I don't know. I, I just got in. I've been running around. I haven't even watched the fight yet. Uh, you haven't you haven't missed too terribly much. I, yeah, I think we're the. I think we just finished up the third fight, so you didn't miss too much. Yeah. No, I'm just hey. running around doing shit, buying hey. stuff for the girlfriend. Right on. So, Scott, are you an OG or did you find us through different methods? No, I'm on the underground, man. I'm All on right. The right on, right on. Well, I don't post a whole lot, but the screen name is I'm Inside You. Uh, <laughs> oh, you've called before. I yeah, remember yeah, this. Yeah, we've had this exact same about... conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Scott. I have the memory of a slug. That's all right. Nah, I'm, yeah, maybe I'll change my name to Scott on the OG then. <laughs> Don't do that. Then you'll have people stalking you and shit. Those, yeah. those fucking those fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, nah, man. That's uh. Fuck. What was I gonna say? I don't know. Nothing. You know what my grandma used to say? If you can't remember what you're gonna say, it was probably a lie. I was going. I uh, was gonna say something. I was laughing. If I go to the hospital every week, they do screenings now when you come in. Uh, for like you know. COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They go, why are you here? You tell them why you're here. And then they go, okay, have you, are you experiencing any of the following symptoms? And every fucking day I go in there, the symptom list gets even longer and longer. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely ridiculous now. It started off with like uh, cough, cold, uh, shortness of breath, mm -hmm. tightness of chest. Then it's headache, body aches, uh, runny nose. And I was like, holy fuck, it's now, last time I went, they want to know uh, all those other ones plus pink eye, huh. uh, lack of taste and or smell. Yeah, some of those symptoms are really odd. And they did that to me, too. Uh, I was in the emergency room yesterday, and they sat me down before I went anywhere else and took my temperature and asked me a whole bunch of questions. And... I made a mistake of telling them that I, that I've been having diarrhea that day because of my stomach issues. Uh, and that was all it took that, that single symptom yeah. put, put me in quarantine part of the hospital. Luckily there was nobody yeah. else in that quarantine, but me at the, at the time. Uh, but still it's really weird, uh, that that's all it took for them to cordon me off from everybody else. Well, yeah, I told them I had a runny nose and they're just like, Oh really? And they're like writing it down. And I'm like, how long has this been going on? I was like, I don't fucking know. Two days. And they're like, really? Are you just lying? I'm like, no, it's been like two days. I don't know. What, what do you want? It's a runny nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep an eye on that. I'm like, yeah, all right, keep an eye on that. Oh, it's oh great. And just wait until allergy season really kicks in yeah, too. Yeah. Everyone's gonna think they have the COVID. <laughs> okay, it looks like they're starting up the next fight. Uh, the gentleman from Georgia, the country, not the state, uh, is. Oh, hey, you got it right. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm dumb, but I do learn. Get, oh no! Get, oh shit! It's it's the drunken, the drunken smoke-filled referee. Oh my god! This fight's oh, this gonna guy. be a shambles. <laughs> guy looks like a mess, but he's, he's a pretty good ref, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, from my understanding, he's a really good ref. Uh, uh, from my understanding, he's also got some a lot of tattoos, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Oh, he's no, got some redness in the face going on. He might be sloshed. <laughs> oh man, he's I don't know. Was that a stagger? Yeah. Did he stumble? <laughs> he had a rough life, that's all. 
Yeah, that's entirely possible. I'm always amazed when people tell me I don't look my age. I'm like, really? I look like I'm 80. And they're like, no, you look like you're in your mid 30s. I'm like, well, thank you, but you are probably lying. Jesus, how tall is this Georgian? I don't know. He looks pretty fucking tall. Yeah. I, I missed the tail of the tape. Uh, let's look this guy up. Well, he does have a fucking awesome name. Giga Chickadee is best I can figure out how to say it. Chikazi? Yeah. No, chick Chickadees. C-H-I-K-A-D-Z-E. Chickadees. Yeah, your your ability to read names is, is not the best. Well, no, but that's... How they pronounce it in Georgia. Oh, God, yeah. God, who knows? Let's see. It doesn't say... Let's see. Do, do, do. He is six foot, supposedly. So how short is the motherfucker he's fighting? the other guy, like 5'3"? Yeah. <laughs> low weight class, then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss what weight class this was in, too. Let me look it up. Do, 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 do. 155, maybe? I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, at six foot, he, you know... You guys remember... Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Corey Hill, was that it? Yeah, the one who snapped his leg in half. Yeah, that was such a shame. He was he was showing some promise before he started having those type of issues, really. And then he died a, a few years back. I can't remember what of. I think some sort of congenial medical uh, problem. And but, probably uh, something to do with snapping his leg into two pieces. Oh, that wasn't that horrible. That's one of the. I mean, that thing made the Anderson Silva leg break look nice. It fucking his leg broke and then wrapped around the other guy's leg like he was going to try a submit some sort of weird submission on him or something. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, that was just a clean fucking snap. And that was the worst leg break I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it was not awesome. <laughs> After I watched it, I was like, why do I watch these fucking fights? Jesus Christ. Well, and it didn't uh, help that he was like seven foot eight fighting at 155. Yeah, he was well over six foot, wasn't he? Uh, let me see. I think he was like six five. Yeah. Look him up. Find out uh, what he died of. Let's see. Doo, doo, doo. I got the Wikipedia. It says he was 6'4 um, and weighed 167 pounds, which is probably his walking around weight. Uh, let's see. Uh, he died from sudden pneumonia. Oh, wow. Accor according to a friend, he had been diagnosed with pneumonia several weeks prior. It was reported that he went, underwent a lung transplant, but the lung collapsed. It was also reported that Hill was placed in life support until his family ultimately made the decision to remove him. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, Are it's you related to Corey Hill? Maybe, maybe not. Like, it sounds, it sounds kind of similar, right? Like super tall, absolutely like no muscle on his body, has a bunch of crazy medical maladies. Dude, that's not fair. I have exactly four muscles on my body, so there. <laughs> now the weird part oh, was, yeah. if you could, do, do you guys remember this? Uh, I'm, and I'm reading from the wiki. It said, despite a statement from the UFC which claimed that Hill had died, his wife Lauren Hill later denied that he had died. She stated, Hill is resting and still alive, and we're praying he makes a full recovery. My husband is fighting for his life. We want him in everyone's prayers. Um, and she wouldn't comment on st statements made earlier by Hill's close friends and other family members. Yeah, you have no idea what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. And then the final I mean, line is... The, hey, hmm? half the world thought chemo died, and I, that was just you know the, the underground. Yeah, yeah. Now, and the last line says Hill died on May 15th, 2015 at the age of 36 after suffering a collapsed lung and heart attack. Uh, so apparently the, the pneumonia did really bad things to him. Uh, I've had pneumonia before, but it was a pretty mild case. Uh, I was just like sick for a couple weeks. Uh, but obviously there's degrees to the same. Hey, uh, you're talking about leg break, right? You ever yeah. seen yeah. 
in what is it WCW? Sid Vicious when he broke his leg. Oh God, that one's bad too. Yeah, where he broke uh, like right uh, above his ankle. Yeah, and his uh, foot was just so flopping cool. around like a fucking fish. Yeah, it's so gross because <laughs> he, was, like, he was laying on the mat and he would like he lifted his leg up to actually look at it. And so it was like this perfect view of his fucking snapped leg. Oh, it was so disgusting. And he was like, yeah, he's like, oh, and he's like holding it too. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. what the fuck do you expect? Like this, he was like a damn near seven foot dude, well, you know, yeah, fucking juice to the tits and <laughs> had him jumping off a fucking rope and yeah, land on one leg. The, the top burn buckle, but with one leg. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, that's going to work out well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That's why I don't do a lot of jumping anymore. Uh, I, I move around fairly carefully because at my height, just a regular fall uh, can uh, build a lot of momentum. <laughs> so I, the couple times I've fallen down badly, it fucking hurt real bad. So I am very careful about that. Oh, for sure. You're going to have a broken hip yep, in your yep, lifetime. Yep. Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah, but you never know. Uh, you know what, guys? Excuse me for half a second. I'm going to go get a snack. I'm feeling a little peckish. I'll be back in like a minute and a half. Who in the oh, fuck yeah. says peckish? Here right, who, wants to, who wants to bet on the over-under if he has another fight with his fucking uh, refrigerator? Yeah, who's Scott, you God damn it, Jay, shut up. So who's everybody picking for the Overeem fight? Um, I think I had Overeem. Uh, I think Tanner was the only one that had Walt Harris. I think we're all rooting for Walt Harris with the shit he went through. But... All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. God damn, Jay, you're fucking louder getting things from the kitchen than you are speaking. Really? <laughs> Maybe I should put it on mute next time. Sorry about that. <laughs> I feel like you were, you were constantly falling into boxes and shit the whole time. <laughs> no, uh, no, apparently, apparently so. But no, I was, I just went and got something out of the cupboard and came back. <laughs> yeah, only one constant fall. <laughs> well, you know, me and the kitchen have uh, a, a love hate relationship. Uh, the refrigerator beat the shit out of me last week. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't know that your cupboards required dynamite to open. <laughs> was it really that loud? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty bad. Good to know. Sorry, I take a, had to take a pill there right quick. So, Scott, uh, who do you have in the main event? Uh, you know what? I love Overeem and all that stuff, but he seems to be on the downturn, and I absolutely hate his new plotting plotting cautious style so he looks like a guy that should go in there and like just do it like big swings and big huge kicks as much as he can but he's like so timid and plotting and, and he's got a glass jaw so i mean uh i don't know all that doesn't make for a good fighter but plus, plus when i saw uh, him a little bit ago on the tv he looks so much smaller than he used to he looks like he could fight at light heavyweight now mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i love the guy but uh you know oh, i'm gonna go with uh walt harris then i don't know i i think if, if people if there's a heavyweight that's kind of like aggressive and just takes it to him uh, they they'll usually win it's, i mean 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think intimidation is a big part of his uh, of his success because yeah. at least until recently, he looked so fucking goddamn scary that I'm assuming it had to affect people that fought him. You know, uh, probably make him a bit more timid and things like that because they don't want to be hit by that big motherfucker. But I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I am not a big fan of getting hit, but I realize that fighters do it for a living, and it's not the same deal to them as it is for me. Right, Tenor? Yeah. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I've been half paying attention for like 10 minutes. So what's going on? We were talking about how Overeem uh, does not fight like how he used to. And I think a part of his lack of success is that people aren't as intimidated by him as they used to be. Yeah. And and he's older than when he, I mean, he was Uberim like what, 10 freaking years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Getting close to it. Yeah. Yeah, so so you, you got that. Um, heavyweights Jackson are... ruined him. <laughs> the game plan, yeah, um, yeah. He he definitely fights different. He he definitely doesn't come out like the the train killer that he used to. I mean, you're talking about a guy that that he bought he beat uh, Badr Hari, did he not in in Muay Thai? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I know he's won like the K1 Grand Championship before. Yeah, I believe he split with Badr Hari. And anybody who knows Muay Thai knows that Badr Hari is a fucking savage, dude. That guy is just a nasty and, and strictly Muay Thai practitioner. Um, and and oh, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, if Homelander was on the chat, he could probably uh, correct me on that. But I believe he might have split. He might have went one and one with Badr Hari. And that is a bad, Badr bad Hari. man. He, did, did he beat yeah, uh, Ernesto Hoost? Yes, <clears throat> I believe he did. He him one. Yeah. Hmm. What, what's that, Scott? Uh, I think Badahari did beat Overeem Yeah, I know that. Much. Yeah, I believe I believe they split. I think they went one and one. And and Jay, yeah. you just confirmed that he beat Ernesto Hoost too, right? I, be- I believe so. Uh, but... uh, I don't think he fought Hoost. No? no you're, you're, so you're, I'm thinking think of Bob Sapp, big... actually. But I think his other big oh, win <laughs> was uh, Tyrone Spong. He beat Spong, too. And that that that's another motherfucker, man. Yeah, I mean, but but speaking on Hoost, isn't that amazing that Bob Sapp beat him? Bob Sapp, people don't give him enough credit because he's did the second half of his career throwing fights. Uh, but the first half of his career, he was a bad motherfucker. He well, he was he, just a fucking he beat, giant. He beat some good people. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. What did he weigh? Uh, Ryan, was he like three hundred and ten pounds with abs? I think he might have actually been close to like. 320 or 330, but yeah, he was fucking juiced to the gills, abs, yeah. fucking triceps on top of his triceps. Like, yeah, yeah Joe Rogan. Rogan always brings up the fight with him and Nogara, how he thought that, uh, that Sap had killed Nogara when he pretty much fucking pile drived his ass, and Nogara came back and tapped him out. Yeah, yeah, that was that's one of the great comeback fights of all time, really. That then there yeah. was a uh, God. Who was it that Fedor fought when he got dropped on his head? Randleman. It was the, was the, the worst fight, throw. Yeah. I, I I've never seen a throw in MMA that rivals what what Randleman did to to Fedor, and he turned around and didn't he? Uh, what did he Kimura him right after that? I, th- I think it was Kimura. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's interesting to see how. 
people's fights, Charles, excuse me, fight styles change over the years because uh, it happens to almost everybody for different reasons. Uh, Bob Sapp changed his fight style because he realized he didn't like getting punched in the face and they'll still pay him if he loses. Um, <laughs> Overeem uh, cha- changed his fight style because almost the same reason. <laughs> he found out he didn't like getting punched in the face anymore. Uh, but I don't think he ever lost on purpose like Bob did. Uh, but there's all kinds of cases like that who people who significantly alter their style midway through their career. Well, at some point you have to. If you lost your chin, mm. you can't just go in and bang. Mm-hmm. And and then of course well, you actually and then of course you actually have the people that uh, um, their coaches fuck them up halfway through the career. Uh, like I think Josh Koscheck probably would have had a lot better career if he didn't fall in love with punching people in the face and stuck to his wrestling. Oh, this guy just got rocked with a knee. Well, if you want to talk about crazy coaches, how about uh, Diego Sanchez's current coach? Is that a, <laughs> does that does that qualify as a coach? I mean, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I mean, know we all gave a, a ton of shit to Ito Portal and playing touch butt in the park, but yeah, yeah. Diego's guy, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, crazy attracts crazy, and that Diego, I fear for what he's going to be like in in ten or fifteen years. Um, the da- the damage that that kid has taken on the chin and head. Yeah, once again, one of those people that are too tough for their own good. Yeah, he's good, tough, well, and good he's point crazy. NBK there, yeah, another one ruined was fucking Rousey thinking she could throw punches. Yeah, yeah, she should oh, have... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Uh, I was going to say, did, didn't you... Uh, you don't like the way she turns over those fucking air punches when she's shadowboxing? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> no, what that lady should have been learning was takedowns uh, of just different types of takedowns. She sort of, I mean, I realize judo gives you some pretty good takedowns, but all of her work should have been on slipping punches and getting into the clinch. At no point in her career should she ever be standing and trading with someone. That's not your forte. I mean, I realize that the, she liked doing it, but Jesus Christ, why ignore the best tool that you have consistently? Because right, Edmund but... is a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. He, he is an, a moron, but people that are close to her have said that her knees were so shot that she couldn't even shoot if she wanted to. So mm. she had to stand to try to get into a standing clinch, you know, kind of like a, a Randy Couture. You didn't see him shoot very often unless it was a low single on James Tony. But, um, <laughs> yeah, her, her, apparently her knees were so fucking shot that she couldn't she couldn't take a drop step shot uh, to save her life. Mm. Well, in that case, she should have been drilling on ways to slip punches and get into clinches and things like that. Yeah, I, I think she would have had oh, a lot better sure. career. Yep. And of course, well, there's right. people and that don't listen to their uh, coaches and fuck up their career. Uh, I, I think you guys know who I'm talking about, Mister. Uh, yes, I have a black belt in jujitsu, but I'm not going to use it. <laughs> there's actually a lot of guys that have done that. There's a there's a ton of guys. So we we already talked about this a little bit, Jay. When we mm-hmm. I brought up uh, George Gurgel. That's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what George, I was talking about. Yeah, man, he, he was a talented fucking dude, man. Speaking you know, of talent, well, you also had that, and it, and it may be kind of a fake-ish black belt, but like you always wondered that with fucking Vitor, another guy. I mean, his last name for a while there was Gracie. <laughs> Victor Gracie, are you, are you talking about Victor Gracie, sir? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's funny because I didn't follow his career very well. I mean, obviously, I've seen his later fights over here in the UFC and stuff like that. I was not aware the guy had a black belt. I've never seen him use any kind of jujitsu that I can remember. Well, he almost tapped out John he Jones. He was getting his ass kicked. This he almost true. tapped he did John. Almost take out Jones. That was deep. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's still, yeah, but it was still pretty rare for him to use it. I, and I think that was just because he's getting pieced up. He was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I, I can submit people. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, I still when, when people talk, I know how I when I called in last time or two times ago, whenever the fuck it was, I call in every fucking night. But uh, I was talking about how like uh, the the past fight with um, uh, Anthony Smith and, uh, and and Glover was one of the most uh, the worst prolonged beatings that I've ever ever witnessed. When we talk about like scariest KOs, I remember watching that Affliction, or was, I believe it was Affliction when. Um, Vitor KO'd, uh, 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 what the fuck is his name? Um, Matt Lindland. And okay. he didn't fucking move. He, he actually, he went into like a, a, a seizure and then didn't move for like two minutes. It, it was one of the worst KOs I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah that so, was a bad one. Did you guys ever see that one that, uh, God, what the hell? Oh, the, oh yeah, the uh, KO Matt Riddle got while he was in the tough house. Oh, he fucking starts no. that guy. Oh man! Oh, it was it that. was brutal. He hit him with a good one, and the guy, you know, got knocked out and just lied at his back, moaning like "oh, oh," like involuntary noises were coming out of this gentleman. Uh, I thought for sure that Matt Riddle had fucked him up for good, but I guess he recovered well. Is is Riddle still uh, wrestling? Uh, in some way, so. shape, or form. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if he's ever made it into the WWE, but and I don't follow him on Twitter, but I see other people we retweet his stuff occasionally, and it, so he seems to be involved in professional wrestling in some way or form. I'm just not sure where. Right. You guys see the uh, Vitor uh, knocking out John Hess? Did you see that fight? John Hess. I don't remember. Not that. I don't know. He was in like one of the earliest UFCs. He fought Andy Anderson. And uh, he's a big, huge guy, like giant. But he got uh, oh, John Hess. That was his first fucking fight. Yeah, that's and, 1996. Uh, John Hess, like uh, he eye gouged Anderson like three times during the fight, and so they called it off and disqualified him, and then fined him. But then Hess hmm. challenged Vitor to a fight in like Japan or something or Brazil or somewhere. But he said that the referee is not allowed to stop the fight. That was the rule. But of course, the ref did actually stop the fight because Hess was going to die, right? That was a hilarious fight. You should find that on the internet. It lasts like 20 seconds. Yeah, it's 12 it's seconds. Yeah. 12 seconds. Yeah. Did, didn't, he also, didn't he also fight that fat slob, Scott Ferrozo? Yeah, he had, a, he had an interesting yeah, he run because he yeah. started with yeah. Hess and then he, then he had uh, one Peck Tellingman, then uh, Ferrozo, yeah, and then Fat Fucking Tank. Yeah, and then Couture got a hold of him. As a sideline, yeah. that 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 Trey feller, that is exactly what I'd look like if I worked out like a motherfucker. Uh, I, I, he's missing a muscle in his chest, and so am I. So that's one of the he's few missing things. an entire peck. Yeah, I'm missing like he has a lower a hole one. in his chest. Yeah, so do I. Did you ever? Did you ever train with him, Ryan? Or no, he was a he wasn't a militage guy. He was a Ken Shamrock guy, right? Lions Den. Yeah, he was Lions Den. Yeah, I never yeah, never yeah. ran into Tellingman. Man, from what I heard, uh, I've heard stories about Lions Den all the time. From what I heard, it was not a nice place to be, really. Well, Ken none of those places. Of sociopath. Back then. <laughs> yeah, well, Lions Den never never evolved. It never evolved. Never adapted to anything. Well, I heard. I, I just heard stories about the basically the hazing that new fighters got when they joined Lions Den. Uh, it sounded like bullshit to me. Uh, I want to understand Ken Shamrock's kind of an asshole, which which makes me uh, 
feel bad saying that because I'm always a big fan of him as a fighter, but the more I hear about him as a person, the less I like him. I saw him a couple years ago, um, probably two or three years ago, at a uh, at a Bellator event. He looked like shit. Like you could really? tell he was still kind of a roided old guy, but I mean, he looks probably twenty or thirty years older than you had hope. Yeah, that's yep. Uh, the mother name, excuse me, age catches up with everybody. But for people in that sport who put that kind of abuse in their body, I think it catches up, up on them a lot quicker. Um, yeah, a- it, age took him down ten eight. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see in twenty years when we when the MMA fighters are all like in their seventies and stuff. How many of them are still around? That bird is loud as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. The bird's part of the show. That's actually <laughs> um, Yeah, but if, if you look at all those guys from that era, I mean, a lot of those guys don't look good. If you if you look at, at Coleman, you look at Kerr, you look at uh, the, the dude with the fucking mustache that's pretty rad. What the hell is his name? The Arizona State wrestler. Dan Severson? No, no, you're talking no, no, no. Don motherfucking Fry. Oh, yeah. Don Fry, yeah. Don Fry. <laughs> None of them look good. No. Although Don Fry had did put out some fucking amazing videos at one point. I don't Don, know if he's still doing them. Don Fry just did an interview with some fucking podcast or something. He was in a hospital bed. Oh, jeez. Oh, God That's damn. a shame. Well, I don't yeah. know what happened. He's a national him. fucking treasure. Take care of Don Fry. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty sad, actually. He's in a hospital bed and he's talking about how he used to fight and talking about all these stories. I was like, ugh. It's got to be, it's got to be rough for these people. Hospital, you know. Yeah, and it's got to be rough for these people after they retire. I heard Mike Tyson talking almost in tears uh, in some interview about you know how much he missed it and how much he missed being the man, and you know now he feels like he doesn't have any real reason to live or any direction in his life. So when I saw a couple weeks after that that he was you know looking for a fight, it didn't surprise me in the least bit. Well, now he fucking came out, and did you see like some of the stuff that like he did like a short interview? Talking about how like the gods of war, you know, came back to his ego and they want him to fuck shit up. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! <laughs> crazy Tyson is making a comeback. Well, I, I, apparently you need Crazy Tyson to uh, get him in the ring because non-Crazy Tyson didn't want to have nothing to do with for do with it for like twenty years. I'm I'm fine. You with know why? Do you know why that comeback. is, Jay? Mm-mm. I'm assuming because That's... he felt he couldn't be competitive anymore. No, it's because his back is broken. Oh, oh Final. really? Final. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, and but I can understand that why you want to get back into it. Uh, it must be hard to be really, really good at something and have everyone give you respect and idolize you for it, and then and then just have it be gone. And you know, now you feel like you don't have any reason to live. Uh, most of these people that you thought were your friends are not your friends because now that you're not famous anymore, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. Uh, I bet you that happens a lot in a lot of different fields, not just uh, MMA. I think it happens a lot of times. I don't think that's the thing with Tyson, though, because like as beloved as Tyson is versus like what he actually accomplished and who he is as a person, like, yeah, he's living pretty well. Right. I, in his case, I, I think he actually does miss the actual fighting. Like, he doesn't feel like he has a, a purpose without it because he was pretty broken up during the interview. Well, that makes yeah, sense. he's, a, he's well, an interesting, mentally life, broken right? dude. Mm-hmm. Someone really just tried to call in. Someone just tried to call in, and I missed your call. I apologize. Try calling again. Yeah, um, and you see that in other fields too. You know how many old actors that are there are out there that are super depressed about the fact. Uh, shit, I was watching uh, 
Joe Rogan uh, interview Polly Shore of all people, and Polly Shore really, really, really hates that he's not famous anymore. Uh, he's not a uh, a happy camper in the least bit. Like, and Joe was like, you know, because he said he's not happy. You know, I'm he's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, I used to be famous. I used to be a star. I I used to be the main person in movies. Now. I'm not you know, like he still gets bit parts here and there, but he's not the, you know, the star of the show anymore. And I thought he was being silly. I'm like, dude, you're never the star of the show. But then they, then they started talking about his career and motherfucker had a hell of a career for a couple of years. You know, the, uh, he was one of the very few MTV uh, VJs that was recognizable. And one of the very first ones they pushed as, as a celebrity. Uh, and then while a lot of his movies were fucking garbage, the first two or three of them actually did really well, uh, financially speaking. And then like the next couple one didn't do as good. Then the one after that didn't do quite as good. Then the one after that didn't do quite as good and finally you know they just stopped offering them roles and talking with rogan you could tell that he really really missed that shit i mean besides the fact he said he really really missed that shit well you gotta you've gotta dive you've gotta diversify a little more than being mitzi shore's son and and screaming i'm the weasel it's it's greasy (laughs) do you remember do you remember the video do you remember the video he came out with called lisa lisa Oh my God! Not until you just said it. Holy shit! Yeah, he he actually made his own, he had his own song. Uh, not a very good yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes me feel bad because you know Polly Shore is a goofball, but and he, there's no way he should have had the career that he had. Uh, simply uh, luck of the draw, really having a mom that was that had connections, and you know just get lucky to get the MTV VJ job, which launched everything else. Um, but still, I, I don't want anybody to feel bad and feel like they're not the person that they used to be. It was it was hard to watch that interview. Well, you I don't have feel to bad. Have some I fucking, don't. You have to have some ahead, sort Ryan. of self reflection there. Like, if your entire goddamn claim to fame is being a goddamn gimmick, like, don't be surprised when your fifteen minutes end. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't feel bad for for a guy that knocked down prime Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it, it, it is. It does feel weird to uh, try to. Uh, it does feel weird feeling sorry for a guy that pretty much has everything I'd ever want. But but while I was watching it, you know, he got pretty emotional about it, and you know, um, it may, I don't know. I guess I'm just a, a sucker for a sob story. Yeah, he had his opportunity, and he, and he made the most of it, right? Yeah. Yep. He and was in a bunch of movies, and he wasn't very talented to begin with, and. Uh, Hey, he made a boatload of money, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He did did a lot of coke as well, so, I mean, that doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doss says he seems very bitter. Yeah, he did. He, he seemed very unhappy about the entire thing. He, I remember him speaking about a part he had in an Adam Adam Sandler movie and how much it hurt him that Adam Sandler was the lead instead of him. Because back in the day, you know, we, you know, he was the he would be the one asking for a part in my movies. I'd be the lead, and now I'm now I have to be in his movies, and I'm not the lead anymore. And, and you know, and it makes me sad. I'm like, wow. See, okay. fuck him for that. Yeah. God damn! Right. Like, uh, if you're yeah, gonna be that kind of bitter douchebag, fuck yourself. Yeah, that part yeah, struck was, struck me as wrong. I was like, dude, you had you had your time in the sun. Now you're begrudging someone that's supposedly a friend of yours because he's having his time in the sun now. Yeah, but you know what though? He he's the comedian. Every movie that he's in, he has to have a straight man with. So, I mean, the comedians are never the lead. He's a goofy comedian. The straight man has to be the lead, right? In the comedy, that's the only way it works. 
Right, for the most part. I, well, but uh, Adam Sandler gets away with it, although supposedly he's the comedian. Um, I'm a, I'm not an Adam Sandler fan. I don't dislike the guy. I just most of the movies he's put out in like the last five or ten years, I thought were dumb as fuck. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his movies in the last five to ten years. Right, I've been avoiding them. <laughs> I think I tapped uh, I out know. after like you know Billy Madison and and Happy Gilmore. I tapped out after uh, uh, Little Nicky when my uh, little sister, who was really young at the time, loved that movie and watched it like 50,000 times. So every single time that I went to go visit my parents, uh, my little sister would force me to watch that movie with her. <laughs> so by, I might I be a good movie. Sorry. I would watch that with your little sister. <laughs> she was sure. she was she was little at the time. She was like nine or ten. So <laughs> she's not little anymore. <laughs> no, she is not. You know, he filmed Billy Madison in my town. Oh yeah? Yeah. See, uh that yeah. bums me out. I'll tell you why it bums me out. Because these these type of films could have been done in my town. Back, oh, about eight or nine years ago, maybe 10, something like that, uh, Governor Snyder and you know, the con- whatever the governmental board that does this decided to offer movie incentives. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, some states try to attract the movie industry to their uh, state by offering them tax credits. You know, so like, you know, uh, they don't have to they don't have to pay taxes on so much money uh, and they and so films would apply for it and yeah uh get like that sort of status and get get tax credits for it so the governor or whoever did it put up some pretty nice incentives for people to come to michigan and make movies so people did Uh, a whole bunch of movie studios got built Uh, i think only two of them survived the initial push because that's all you really need around here Uh, a cottage industry grew up of people prop makers caterers the whole nine yards um i'm not sure if you guys are aware of this but the batman versus superman and the justice league were both shot here in detroit no wonder they were such pieces of shit exactly (laughs) Uh, but what makes me so angry is that the governor decided that the money coming in from the movie people was not worth the incentives that they were giving them so he cut them off abruptly right in the middle of this shit and everything yeah. dried up i don't feel bad for the big movie companies uh that built studios out here and then i do actually but what really bothered me was the cottage industry that he killed you know the makeup people the special effects people the all these kinds of different uh, uh, industries relating to the movie business were popping up here, and he killed them all. Um, yeah, there's well, a uh, there's a movie. There's well, actually. The is, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go. Well, you you well, go. I was, was going to say the the town here. I don't know if they give incentives for the movies to come here, but they film a shit ton of movies here, and it's there's two reasons why they come here. One is there's a big mansion in the middle of town, and the mansion is. Uh, like a heritage site, so the town mm. takes care of it. Right. And so it's in pristine condition, and it's the same as when the guy that used to own it lived there. So you can actually go in there, and all the furniture's already set up and all that shit, mm. just like it was when he was there. And it's, there, it's never in use. They do tours of it, but I mean, if you want to use it, you can use it. They use it for weddings, for God's sake. Oh, neat. But, and it's on a big, huge plot of land, too. This guy had a ton of land. But anyway, that's the one thing, the mansion. It was used in X-Men as well. Uh, the oh, mansion cool. in X-Men was there. Uh, oh, cool. Well, that, I know what you're talking one. about. <laughs> yeah, it's the same mansion. And, uh, but, and of course, it's a half an hour outside of Toronto. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah, Toronto is a big place for that. You can, okay. go to the, you can go to the upscale hotels in Toronto and then travel out here. 
Mm. Yeah, and there's a there is a big movie studio with, with like three or four different big sound stages, two miles from my house right now. Uh, and it's and the last time I checked, it was getting converted over to, to um, uh, some sort of industrial thing. A matter of fact, a OGer, uh, I I can't remember what his screen name was. But I, he stopped by and had a beer for me about a month or two ago. And he was actually there installing uh, some sort of machinery to convert it over to like its non movie theater life. So now, whenever I see a, a show that tells me it's made in Georgia, I get pissed off because that's where they all went to. All this business moved down to Georgia, which was offering good film incentives. And now they have a pretty good cottage industry going there, like The Walking Dead's recorded in Georgia, a whole bunch of other shows. Let's be real, Jay. The real reason that you're pissed off is you thought you had a shot of being movie trailer voice guy, and now that's just been dashed. Part of it, yeah. I, I thought that with the movie industry moving to Michigan, it'd give me more of a chance to do something like that uh, rather than trying to move to California. <laughs> Excuse me. But that's neither here nor there now. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I don't think you'd make it in L.A. I don't think I'd want to. You know what? We we missed this entire fight, but I'm watching the replay, and holy fuck! <laughs> did you see? Yeah. Did, you, did you see that knee? Yeah, that cool. knee took the life out of that dude. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I realize I realize this is in slow mo, but man, it really looks like that dude should stop the fight. <laughs> so who, Felder who, looking who dapper who on this one. Oh, okay, Felder looking look sharp. So that was uh, that was Holland that won, right? Okay, we get yeah. over there. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Where are my picks? Where did I put it on there? Ah, here we go. Do, do. Let's see. Do, do. And what was that guy? That was Holland, you said? Yeah, Holland won. And what was the other guy's name? Davis, I assume? Uh, Hernandez, I thought. Oh, Hernandez? Okay, yeah. I, I picked Hernandez. Uh, Tenor picked Holland. Uh, you picked Holland. And Uncle Canada picked Hernandez as well. So you guys uh, were correct on that, and me and Uncle Canada were wrong. God damn it, Jay. Get good. <laughs> I'm working on where, it, dude. Where, where am I at for the other fights? I didn't watch them. So where where are we at? What's the standings right now? Uh, let me see. Uh, so the earlier fights, you lost all of them because you weren't here. Um, <laughs> no, I called, no, I picked fights, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, God, let's see. The first, the first fight was... Uh, do, 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 do. I think you got the first fight right. Uh, second fight. God, I can't remember who won. You're not what marking now. these down? You're not no, marking I'm... these down, Jay? No, I'm not. Because I have these on a screen, so I don't really want to put marker on my screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, so, we'll, have to, we'll have to go back and look at them, I guess. In the industry, this is what we call a teaser. We're actually going to unveil the results tomorrow on the show. Right, right. I'll go back and look and hey, look and see who won what. Uh, and do all the, do all the ads. How do you guys want to work it? Do you guys want to have uh, points or just uh, this? You know, who won the event? Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different ways we can do this little competition. Just uh, have a rolling record, and then we'll pay attention yeah. to who won each event. So you can basically say, you know, this person has had four event wins and the overall record of this. Oh, okay, so the most complex way we can do Sweet. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, because you're Jay. the one that's going to have to track this. Right. Okay. I guess I can do uh, that in the Jay. 23 hours a day. That I, I'm not working here. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm. I missed earlier. Did you Did you work out today, Jay? Yes, sir. My and it was actually a great workout. It was all chest shit, which I was a big fan of. I uh, did a couple new uh, lifts that I'm not familiar with, like dumbbell flies. Uh, but other, but overall, it was a great, uh, great for me. I liked it quite a bit. 
Dude, a Dalton. I did something today. I mean, I do kettlebell swings, you know, quite frequently, but I did something today that I've never done before and it kicked my fucking ass. So I started off my workout with a, a 25 minute high intensity interval spin. I followed a program kind of like a Peloton type shit, but I don't have Peloton. So I just, I'm cheap. I use a YouTube fucking video with a 25 minute high intensity spin intervals. So I did that. After I did that, I jumped off the bike and grabbed a 53 pound kettlebell and would do sets of 20 swings, but I would only take 30 seconds in between each set. So I'd do 20 swings, 30 seconds, 20 swings, 30 seconds, and I did five sets of that, and that kicked my fucking ass badly. Yeah, that sounds like a heart attack. (laughs) Yeah, and then I I followed it up with, like, TRX. I did, like, a TRX circuit after that. So I was, uh, I was, I'm tired right now, actually. Yes, Damn it's it. not now a bad I feel workout like... outside of the you know the spin class with the other soccer moms. God, now I feel like I didn't yeah. work out today. <laughs> it's nice being behind them when they get in position three, though. I'll tell you what. A, a fair point. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off. My little dog's in my lap, and I got distracted for a second. <laughs> Jesus I'm, Christ, I'm actually yeah. picking up our pip, our puppy. We get a, we're getting a new puppy in a, uh, like uh, two weeks, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Pitbull, bull must, bull massive mix, I assume. No, we have right now. We have a ten year old standard poodle mm-hmm. who's absolutely amazing. Uh, he's about seventy pounds, athletic as shit, big thick neck, fast, just very athletic. Like something that I didn't think. You when you think of poodles, you think of frou frou dogs. This dog is freaking awesome. So we've got another standard poodle. Uh, like I said, we've already bought him, got the deposit paid and everything. So we're going to grab him in two weeks. So um, our 10-year-old is still getting around really, really well, still runs trails and still can do all that stuff. So we figured it was time, being he's 10, we still wanted to have some life in, uh, left in him so he can kind of teach the puppy the ropes as we're training him instead of just being, uh, you know, the dog, that the old, the old man that sits in the corner on his bed. So... Right. Um, that's that's why we decided now. Yeah. Well, that's good. If nothing else, you, you don't want your, your senior dog to be subjected to a puppy. You know, you, you want you want to get right. it while they're while they're still active because puppies will fuck with uh, uh, other dogs nonstop. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely active. He's he's full of life for a ten year old for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, I, yeah. Someone's asking how long poodles usually live. Uh, I can't be a ton longer than that. I, I'm sorry to say because they're uh, the bigger breeds normally don't last more than much than ten years. Yeah, I would, you know, he, at the rate he's going, I, I don't foresee him unless something, a, a major illness comes around or a major injury. I, I could see him going for at least till 13 easily. Okay, here's the thing before we go any farther for anyone that does not think that Google listens to you, even though you don't have it on, I just typed in how long do, and then it popped up standard poodles live. I've oh, never, I've never oh. typed that on this search ever, ever. Twelve Patriot to fifteen years, act, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and the answer is twelve to fifteen years. That was fucked up, though. I mean, I've heard about that all the time, but that's the first time I've had it shoved in my face like that. I, 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 I think I put uh, how long do, and then the letter S, and it popped up the rest of it all by itself. And there's no way that it, Google's predictive text text could have known that. S started for standard poodle. They just can't. So obviously they're listening to us, guys. Um, or uh, just mine, you. Mine is uh, mine's how long do snails sleep? How long do snails sleep? Oh, see. Ah, uh, 
Well, apparently uh, Google's not paying attention to you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of weird. All right, let's see who do we got next, guys. Uh, is net is this the main event of the prelims? I don't I know. Do we Matt Brown fight? It, it's <gasps> is it really? Oh, God, I, hope I think so. it might be. Let me let's get back to where we were on the thing. Didn't he? Didn't he tell a gnarly story about he was there when Dimebag Daryl got shot? I think I heard something about that. Uh, uh, I've never heard his story, but I've pro- heard someone else say that Matt Brown was there when it happened. I believe I heard on a podcast he told the story when when Dimebag ended up getting killed. God, that's so fucked up. Uh, yeah. yeah, Google definitely says that. Matt Brown recounts the night he witnessed the murder of rock guitarist Dimebag Daryl. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you guys were fans of that band or not, but I was a huge fan of Pantera, one of my favorite bands. That bothered me quite a bit. It just it just seems so fucked up for someone that's supposedly your fan to go to your where you're playing and fucking shoot you. I mean, I realize mental illness is involved, but God, I I, I hope he didn't know what what hit him because it well it'd be so suck ass to have a fan kill you. You know? I mean, yeah. it would suck ass to be shot. Period. Right, right, but I, I don't know. It, to me, to me, it was just worse the fact that it came in that in that way uh, while he was up on stage doing his job, entertaining people. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah, it's and, super fucked it's up. No fun, no matter who does it. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Uh, I know, I know uh, that you're not a uh, Pantera fan, Ryan. How about you two, uh, Tanner and Scott? Yeah, Pantera, uh, I never I like listened that. to him. Hmm. Yeah, I know that I know that a lot of people like them and they're pretty renowned for the genre of music that they do. But I, I honestly, being a white kid in upstate New York, I grew up on 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 like gangster rap. So I know that's hard to believe. But yeah, that's how I kind of <laughs> grew up. That's what I grew up. But I, I at least know Pantera Walk. I know right. that song. How about you, Scott? Were you a fan? Uh, yeah, I like Pantera. They got a lot of good tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Wars, good one. Walk, yeah. Uh, yep, Cowboy from Hell. Oh, that's a great song. I, I was a big yeah. fan of the first two albums. Uh, the stuff that they produce after that, less so. But it's not like it was bad music. I just my tastes were moving in a direction, different direction at that point. But their first two albums are like really heavy metal legends. Real, they're some of the best shit you're gonna listen to. Oh, was that the point yeah. that you started getting into uh, your your Juggalo fades? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that was at that point. I was just starting to lose interest in music uh, at all in certain ways. Uh, I went to a lot of concerts, you know, in my teens and early and mid and even in my late twenties. But eventually, I got tired of that shit. To be honest with you, uh, I'd rather see that shit at home. Uh, but at the same time, some my music interests started changing to stuff well slightly more mellow. Uh, I was given other genres uh, a listen every once in a while, and of course, now my favorite band is Puddles Pity Party. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Is that is that that clown? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Most people think that uh, Tedder is insulting the gentleman. No, he is an actual clown um, in clown makeup uh, that never speaks, only sings. They call him the clown, the sad-faced clown with the voice of gold. Dude, and I, I know you guys have seen a bazillion of his videos because I post them all the time. I know you guys aren't fans of his music, but you have to admit the guy's got an amazing voice. Wow, that's, a, that's really hipsterish, man. <laughs> three or four years ago would have been, would have been hipsterish uh, super uh, like nobody knows yeah three or four years ago that would have been the case but uh, in the last couple of years he's been on America's Got Talent a couple times I can't believe he didn't a win lot. that shit uh, 
talent. Yeah, well, but why? Well, 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 yeah, well, I mean, not everyone watches that show. Um, and uh, obviously, it, that gave him a big boost. Uh, I can't, when I saw him, it was in a, a small place with like a couple hundred people, and he doesn't do those type of shows anymore. Uh, I imagine he's filling a lot bigger venues, which good for him, you know, the guy is in his late forties, maybe early fifties has been doing this kind of shit all his life. That worked for decades, not doing the clown thing, just trying to, you know, to get popular, you know, and all that good stuff. And it wasn't until he came up with this gimmick that anyone started paying attention to him, which is a shame because he is an amazing singer. He doesn't need to uh, dress like a clown to prove it. But that's why I tell people, I go, dude, there are a million talented people out here that are never going to be famous. Talented people are a dime a dozen. You, he he needed some sort of stick to uh, to make to make him stand out of the crowd, basically. Yeah, true. There's lots of people. Whatever you like got to tell yourself, Jay. Right? <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Sly had a, a a good comment. He called Pantera great workout music. Uh, I don't know if you're a big workout person or not, Scott, but I know Ryan and Tenor are. What do you guys listen to? I mean, do you have any favorite songs for you to work out to? Um, ahead, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go hardcore, I'm not hardcore. You guys are gonna laugh at me because I know a bunch of you guys are real speed metal guys and and, and know the real stuff. But um, I generally, if I'm gonna go for me hardcore, I like System of a Down. Really, that fucking fast shit screaming. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. How about you, yeah, Scott? So- you- oh, yo, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, go ahead, Scott. No, I was going to, yeah, System of a Down, that's a solid band. Um, nothing wrong with their music at all. They pump out a, a ton of music, too, eh? So, mm. they're pretty good. What's there Ryan, anything new that people are listening to, or what? Yeah, Ryan, you, we didn't get your answer yet. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm to the point that I have a specific song that I'll listen to if I'm going for, like, a super heavy lift. Oh, yeah? What's that one? Um, It's called Legendary. By Royce to five nine. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I watched that uh, that freestyle rap thing that you asked me to. I, I I'm honestly I wasn't that impressed. Uh, I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing and things like that, but it didn't I, it didn't strike me as anything special or talented, to be honest with you, or to be frank with you. <laughs> wow, so you have absolutely no taste whatsoever. No, well, apparently not in that, rap. Music. That is literally I, one of the greatest like long form freestyles in hip hop ever. I didn't even make it all the way through it before I got bored and turned it off. To be to be frank with you, yeah, <laughs> have yeah, you, you ever heard? Of, listen to your fucking clown. <laughs> have you ever listened to uh, Caterpillar? No, never heard of him. Oh um, my no! Caterpillar is a song with with Hoist of Five Nine and Eminem, and they that's, go back and forth on it, and it's amazing. That's probably what I should to. Uh, uh, do because, you know, like I said, I, I bet you does is his rap style the same uh, in, in that as it is in that freestyle. I think the freestyles you just don't understand rap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you listen <laughs> to like Caterpillar, that's more of like a song structure. Mm-hmm. A freestyle is a completely different thing. Right, so right. It sounds like you need like bullshit, like radio hooks and things like that. So yeah, you'd get more out of listening to Caterpillar or like I said, there's a song called Legendary that gets me fucking pumped up as all hell. Right. And uh, I'm the same way. There are songs uh, that get me pumped up. Uh, I have a very eclectic uh, 
taste in music. I, everyone says that, by the way. Uh, so there's all kinds of different music on my uh, playlist. And sometimes I have to skip forward two or three or four songs to get, get a good one. Because when I'm working out, I want heavy metal, something upbeat, rah, rah, rah. And occasionally I'll be like in the middle of a lift and like, you know, a Paul Simon Graceland will come on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Wrong song. <clears throat> you know, at one and, point. I, oh, go ahead. Do you hear uh, the, uh, there's a song that uh, Chester Bennington was on that came out after his death? Not familiar um, with that. I wasn't a Linkin Park fan. Well, he did a song with a guitarist from, uh, fuck, there's a guitarist from a heavy metal band. That has the name, uh, name's Mark Morton. But he's a guitarist from a heavy metal band, and Mark Morton wrote a song, and Chester Bennington sang on it. It's called Cross Off. That is a really heavy, fast song. Mm. And uh, Eddington sounds amazing. It came out after his death, too. Oh, wow. It's, pretty, it's a pretty awesome song. Yeah, when we talked about him the other day when we were talking about celebrities uh, going away too soon, uh, yeah. with, with, him, with him and uh, Chris Cornell uh, going off within, like, weeks of each other. And some people said because that his death was because Chris Cornell uh, spiraled him into depression. But who knows for sure, really? Oh, Lamb of God, that's the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never listened to a lot of them. That's, they're pretty fucking heavy, though. Lamb of God is super heavy, yeah. But yeah. uh, the guitarist, I guess, he, he, I, I, would, I would check out that song. It's not heavy metal. It's, it's really it's heavy, but I wouldn't call it heavy metal. Right, right, right. It's awesome. All right, folks, the uh, the brown fight's about to start. I'm going to pay attention to this one. So I'm moving into viewing things, so I, you guys won't be able to hear me quite as much. Uh all right, here we go. I always love watching Matt Brown fight. He he puts on a show regardless of win or lose. Yeah, so while the, how old is this guy he's fighting? Uh, uh, 12, apparently. <laughs> he looks young. <laughs> he looks super fucking young, man. He's substantially Matt Brown bigger. looks good. He looks yeah, good. He, he, looks, he looks like he's a lot taller than Brown. Well, at least a little bit. Yeah, It's kind of, kind of hard to tell when they're crouching down in the fighting stance. Hmm. Look here. Yeah, uh, Beza is 27. Oh, wow. Older than I thought. Babyface. Where are you guys at? Have they started yet on your stream? Uh, yeah, four at, minutes, four 19 15? seconds. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Brittany Palmer oh, just fucking ahead. walked down the stairs. Hmm. Yeah, are you you're on a TV or a computer? Me I'm too. watching on a, I'm, I'm on a little thumbnail on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the chat up and a tiny little thumbnail of the fight in the upper corner of my fucking phone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know why you're so far behind us. Uh, probably because I'm not because paying for it. Because he's multitasking phone? <laughs> yeah, it's probably dragged it to a crawl. He's probably got 18 different windows open on his cell phone. <laughs> God, my dog is firmly entrenched in my lap. And normally I would just make her get down, but I felt bad about the last time I picked her up. I accidentally hurt her. So that's what that little uh, squeal was. So oh, we thought that was you. Ah. No, no, that was I her. thought you're. I thought you were going to say normally you make her get off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this dog will stay on your lap forever if you pet her. She's a really friendly dog. Uh, but I, I've still got some guilt going. So <laughs> you guys, I, I don't know why it, uh, it bothers me way more if I ex accidentally hurt a dog than if I accidentally hurt like a person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, to be fair, you've never actually hurt a human. So, 
Not that I'm aware of. Not physically, anyways. <laughs> oh, uh, <man>. shit. <laughs> that, All caught right, me. Is... that caught me. <laughs> well, you know, this has been a pretty good fight so far. Oh, that guy is... Matt Brown is just fucking violent, and I love it. Yeah. I love that, dude. I like oh, his yeah. trips, man. I love his, his, his judo tie-ups and his trips. He's got a really interesting style going here. But, um, he is super duper aggressive. Holy shit. Brown Brown is just, I mean, it's it's not one-sided because the other guy's getting shots off and stuff, but Brown is really, really fucking bringing it to him. He's getting oh. that lead leg fucking attack, though. Yeah. Uh, they, they had to stop the fight for a second so uh, the other guy could get his mouthpiece back. These I kind of words are aggressive. I really wish I really I don't think that ref should have done that. Uh, I don't think you stop you don't stop the action to, so you can put his mouthpiece back in. If the action gets stopped for some other reason, yeah, give him his mouthpiece back. Other than that, I think he should have waited to the end of the round. I think that just uh, broke up a little bit of Brown's momentum. Yeah, that's not the way they instruct you as a ref, though. It's like if there is a it once the fighters become separated, mm -hmm. at that point you stop it, you grab the mouthpiece, you give it back. Oh, okay, but I, it definitely seemed like it benefited the other guy more. Because uh, Matt was in right in the middle of, uh, you know, whooping him. Yeah, they do. The, uh, the other guy was starting right? to get his composure back. He wasn't like wobbled like he was a few seconds oh, earlier. Brown. No, Brown. No, ah, no. I don't think this guy's going to submit him on the ground. I think uh, he might. He might punch him out, but I don't think he's going to submit Matt on the ground. Matt's got some he really good skills. He fucking tagged him though. Oh yeah, Brown's yeah. You still can... a little woozy from that. Yeah. Come on, Brown. Come on, Matt. You got you to gotta defend yourself intelligently. Okay, he's still moving around. I was, I'm scared to death that they're going to stop the fight at this position. They're not going to stop the fight right here. He's in half guard. Man. Working Dude. back to the cage. He might get up right here. Oh, that was dumb with the other fighter. He basically pushed him into the cage. <laughs> I would have done everything I can to swing that mat around if I was in that guy's position. Well, Brown was scooting his hips out to try to get to the cage, so the other I guy guess, was really just staying with him. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like the option would have just been let him get get other option, just let him get up, <laughs> which is what happened anyways. Like you can try to take the legs back in, but most fighters like aren't great at that. Like you see Habib do that fucking great, the way that he'll kind of gray find the legs and keep sucking them back in if they get any any separation. I've never. I've never seen anybody do it like him. Fucking amazing at it. He gets the legs crossed over one, one another, and they can't get their feet down to the mat to push off or anything. They're just kind of stuck there, legless. God, they were, <clears throat> you saying stuck there reminds me of one of the worst beatdowns I've seen in a while was when uh, the the Frank Mirror Brock Lesnar rematch, where uh, mm. you know uh, uh, Lesnar got him down. Fight. Yeah, where Lesnar got him down. And I used to show people that fight. I was like, look, this is what happens when someone who knows how to control you on the ground and is really big gets you to the ground. Matt, uh, obviously, Frank Mirror, you're not going to find a more skilled uh, heavyweight on the, on the ground, really. And he couldn't do fucking shit. <laughs> well, that goes back to Lesnar being a high, high-level wrestler and being a fucking super athlete at like right at the heavyweight limit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously Frank Mirror is not a weak guy in the least bit, but Frank Mirror, I mean, but Lesnar made him look like a fucking child in that fight. 
you know, uh, well, Frank Mir fucked up that fight anyway because he came in super heavy because he thought he was gonna get you know kind of up his strength and give him a better chance, but it did slow him down a little bit. Yep, he did that against Carwin too, and ended up on the fence and got his fucking brains pounded in. Oh, yeah, every time acid. that Mir came in like super jacked, like he lost the fight. Yeah, yeah, he should. Yeah, he's one of those people that the extra muscle is not worth the speed that he loses. All right, they're starting up the next round. I still give that to Matt, despite the fact that he got knocked down once. Yeah, I don't know who I give that first round to because <clears throat> Brown took the first half of that round, had Baeza like rocked a couple times. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> oh. what? That was too soon. That was way too fucking soon. That's some oh, bullshit right there. No, Brown's still a little loopy. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to watch the replay, but that didn't seem like a good stoppage to me just offhand. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's oh. funny how, how the old shit's going going like uh, like a train as, as everyone sees it at different times. Oh, shit. Two seconds later. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. I got to help put help. the kids to bed, guys. So I'm going to uh, maybe I'll call back later. If not, enjoy the rest of your podcast. All right. Come back later, get a better stream than FaceTiming with Homelander. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Peace. All right. Thanks for calling, Center. Ah, that sucks. What do you you think, Ryan? Do you think that was early? No, because that was the second time he got sat the fuck down. Like, he was... It seemed like he was still active, though. I mean, in my just from the surface of it, it looks like the, it looked like the ref didn't even wait to see what was happening on the ground. That, that as soon as he fell down, he decided the fight was over. That's how quick he was on him. I mean, yeah, he was on it relatively quick, but that was the second time he got completely sat down. I don't, I don't I guess think it was necessarily going to go well, but uh, I don't maybe know. it also has to do with the fighter, right? Like, if you like the fighter getting knocked down, you're going to want it to go longer. Yeah, I might be uh, my my standing out for Matt Brown might be affecting how I saw the situation. Well, that yeah, was Jason Hurst, though, right? Wasn't he was that Herzog? That was Herzog, right? I don't know. I, I didn't notice. Yeah, well, he might be like a little bit uh, overcompensating. Overcompensating, yeah. About the, that last fight he did, he got he cut a lot of shit for that last fight. Yeah, he did too. Oh, excuse me. Uh, that, yeah, if that was Herzog, that may have uh, may have contributed a little bit to it. After yeah, watching yeah. Anthony Smith lose like eight years of his fucking life. <laughs> yeah, God, that was fucking hard to watch. I, I, I thought I, I thought I thought the Ferguson fight was hard to watch. I was wrong. That was hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. At least with yeah. Ferguson, it wasn't like the type of beatdown where you're just held in position and you're just taking damage, taking damage, taking damage. At least he still had good movement, and he was just getting picked apart. Like, Smith was just a violent fucking mauling. Yeah. Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier, that that uh, corner did their fighter a grave disservice. They should re- they should be able to read read him better than they were able to. Well, yeah, it's, it is, and I think we talked about it before. Like, your job as a corner is to get your guy out of there once you know he cannot win the fight. And right. they knew by that point he was not winning that fight. I wonder how much of that, how often that happens because of just pure greed. 
because uh, you know the, these corner people and these coaches aren't taking any damage, and they get paid quite a bit more money if he wins because it's all percentages of their purse. And I think there's been at least probably a few cases where they sent him back out and and that one in one hundred chance that he was going to get a win just so that they didn't had a chance to get the win money. I'm not saying that might have been the case in that guy's quarter, but I bet you that happens. But it is it's just a bad pay structure, like the way that MMA does it. It's just there's a better way to do it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. In certain ways, I think it is a bad structure, but in other ways, a lot of these kids coming up really can't afford to pay their coaches and trainers and all these people real money because they don't have it. So doing using it with the percentage wise, at least you know it gives. Well, the... no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking the uh, show and win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100 on that one. Uh, it should be a flat thing, I think. No one doesn't. No one else. Uh, boxing doesn't do that at all, right? No, boxing. They're going to set up. Uh, well, they'll set up a percentage beforehand, and then it's just basically all the revenue that comes in goes between the two fighters. Right. Um, but some the, of them. Some of them do like a guarantee. But yeah, you're guarantee. You're getting your full amount up front. It's not. You get ten grand to show and ten grand to win. Right, and I think that's unnecessary. There's not an MMA fighter out there that wouldn't fight as hard as he could with a, if he was just getting paid all it all up front, I don't think. Right. But it is what it is. Well, so there's not, a bunch of things that should change. Like, number one, yeah, you can change that. There's a bunch of stuff around weight cutting that needs to change. You need to change the, the scoring criteria. Because half the judges are fucking idiots or they just don't understand fights. The fighters need a fucking union because they should be getting a higher percentage of revenue than they do. Like, with this being such a, a young sport still, like, you know, relative against many of the other sports that are out there, like, there's still so many things that everyone knows are wrong. It's just no one's taking the time to fix. Right. And because the UFC, while they don't have a monopoly, they are obviously the big game in town. Uh, most people would be afraid to do union stuff because they know that pretty much kills their UFC career. Yeah, but you got to do it. It, it. What it would take is it takes a group of fighters to come together and do it. And in that group of fighters, you need to have some of those top five guys that are willing to stick their neck out there. Right. Like I if saw all so of a sudden if, you, if all of a sudden you have Stipe, John Jones, you know, two or three other champions come out and say, hey, we're fucking unionizing. Like, they have all the leverage at that point. Yeah, they do. Unfortunately, the top-level guys won't do that because they're getting paid really good. Um, and it's very hard to take one for the team, so to speak. Uh, and that, But that's what's going to have to happen for it to be a realistic thing. Uh, they're never going to get a union formed if the top guys aren't willing to commit. Right. Well, it's the same issue that so we were talking about professional wrestling earlier. That's like, that's what they're going through. Like every professional wrestler that's out there is also considered an independent contractor. Despite like legally, like if you legally challenge that in the right way, like those people are employees. Same, same with fighters right now. Mm. Like they're on a very fucking slippery slope of trying to consider all these guys independent contractors and essentially having zero rights. Yeah, that's the natural. And see, and that's what pisses me off about it because they put them under contract. Yeah. You know, 
that's you know independent contractor. I realize that the independent contractor has the word contract in it, but it seems wrong for you to be able to make someone to make make someone have a commitment to your company without actually employing them. You know, all, all these people. You know, they can't go someplace else and fight if they have a contract with the UFC, but the UFC can drop them any fucking time they want. I mean, that doesn't well, work in anything that. else. And the other pieces of like the independent contractor thing that don't don't match is like as an independent contractor, you're essentially supposed to be able to say like when you're going to render the services that you, you know, contracted to. Whereas like with a lot of these guys, they're told exactly where they have to be, when they have to be like all of these things that just they fall into the employee bucket more than the independent contractor bucket. Right, exactly. And, and right, you well, see, I've I got to get going, man. All right. Well, thanks for calling All in, right, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, Enjoy the fights, brother. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks a lot. Yep. <clears throat> All right, later. All righty. You know what? It looks like we're probably about ready to start up a new uh, stream. Uh, we're kicking, we're eight minutes from the three hour mark, so we're going to get the warning in a little while. You want to go ahead and uh, restart it now? Yeah, let's go ahead and restart now. I'm going to go take a piss. I, I've done this the same way as last week where I, I'm going to piss every three hours. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, I will have the other sh the next part of the show up momentarily. Please be patient. I'll see you everyone in a second. Everybody come back. <laughs>